Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And this week we are covering episodes 8 and 9 of Digimon Tamers. Uh, I thought these were pretty good episodes overall. That's a nice little mini-arc. Yeah, it's yeah. two episodes. Um, it's fun. <laughs> they're, two, they're two fun episodes. Uh, kind of just continuing on from what we've seen so far in this in this series and uh some of the you know character arcs and so on continue to grow we get a lot more of impmon in this in these episodes as well um I love not that. quite Perfect for me. yeah not yeah. quite developing past just the goon role he's been in so far but but yeah you get to okay. see a little bit more that's all he needs that's all he needs he's a gabagoon okay <laughs> all like right, gabagool <laughs> my my fellow paisan my fellow Paisan exes out there. Until he says Gabagool, which he might do, to be fair. I don't know. I can, I, can, I can sort of see him saying that. But until he says it, that's not... He's not Italian, officially. It's my it's my, it's my my headcanon. He's basically Italian. All right. Uh, before we Close get enough. into that, though, we do have some news. First up, um, we have some... The, the pre-orders opening, not for us, but uh, the Adventure Zero 2 Kazuna character song albums, which is very specific. Uh, but hey, I mean, that's cool. That's a thing. I guess, so this is like the voice actors and it's the, okay. each character. So it's the, it's the voice sing. actors for the characters and the Digimon, like, do a song. So the, the, the basically okay. how it goes is there is a, a one for just the child, one for the Digimon, and, like, a duet. And, like, they've been doing this for, like, years. Like, I remember when no, I was yeah. looking at um drama CD stuff, like, for the end of Adventure Zero 2 with, like, Yoli. Like, there was a character song of, like, her and, and Hawkmon in it at the very end. And I'm like, this is weird, but at the same time, it's actually really <laughs> weirdly neat. I guess, yeah. This is weird is is my reaction, but, like, not in, like, a... Uh, not really in a judgy way, perhaps. Just in sort of, like, a, <laughs> this is a culture difference i guess and yeah. i mean culture because it's like it is, it's it is a, really... a massive culture difference in terms of like media franchises <laughs> it's the thing it's the these are the parts of anime that don't make it over here or at least don't yet i guess i don't know if this is thing that still happens but like um it's certainly something that you see from older anime i don't know if it still happens for like say i don't know if they're making the demon slayer character <laughs> character um songs or whatever but i guess they might so they might do i don't know they should do they should just put these on spotify i will if if these got put on spotify i would listen to them exactly once <laughs> would you listen to it's them free through? real estate bandai <laughs> also once i don't realize any of your voice actors so <laughs> i might that might be funny for good likely since i like i, like, I know agumon's japanese voice but like, I don't really know anyone else, <laughs> so it's kind of a waste of time. Man, now I want a, 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 a character song with Joshua Seth and Tom Fawn. That would be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just All picturing like... Tom sitting on the couch and uh, like listening to this drama CD with a confused look on his face. And when Agumon speaks, he just leans forward and snaps his fingers like Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Up Time in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's a thing. Which is uh, that's happening? There's another. There's another. That's fun news. This that's fun news. There's let's, something let's that to... we need to uh, that we really need to yeah. um, 
talk about since it was brought up to our attention. Um, we feel that it would be irresponsible not to at least bring it up on the podcast. Yeah, it unfortunately has come to our attention that uh, Jeff Nimoy, who's the one of the, the one of the two lead uh, writers of the dub of the first two seasons of Adventure, one of the lead writers on the dub of Savers, the voice of Tentamon and Young Jedi, and a bunch of other characters. Um, there have been some some troubling allegations uh, that have surfaced regarding him, and especially his involvement with um, also known creep uh, Quentin Flynn. So we feel like we have to address this because we've. Uh, spent no small amount of time praising both Nimoy personally and his work over the course of this, uh, you know, this podcast. Um, and while you know that his work and the the dub in general has a very like special place in our hearts in terms of nostalgia, um, it's not going to affect our perspective on this at all. We believe the the victims who have come forward about this, um, you know, sexual harassment and misconduct, one hundred percent. And uh, I think I speak on behalf of all of us, and I say that we fully condemn Nimoy and everyone he's, uh, everything he's ever done to hurt uh, people. And nothing, no amount of, you know, fond, fond memories for the work he's done can change that. Um, apparently these allegations have been around for a little bit, uh, kind of like below the surface, but this is the first time that they've like come to our attention personally. So if you're a listener of the show who was aware of these before and felt uncomfortable with the praise we were giving to him before well i think we, we sincerely apologize for that uh we you know ignorance is not an excuse like we we really should have should have known but the truth is we didn't and because of that we you know made some choices about uh how to describe his work and him as a person um moving forward we will not be obviously not be talking about him that way um i like humbly apologize if anyone was put off by any of that um, and I really just hope that we can help spread awareness of the stuff that he's done, the people he's hurt so that, you know, we can move forward with a better sense of perspective and understanding of some of the people behind, uh, this work. Cause I think one of the most annoying things people can do, one of the most irresponsible things people can do is just like be super uncritical of, of people and creators just because they like the stuff that those people have, have done. Mm-hmm. So. This is important for all of us that we, you know, we address this and we talk about it and we kind of try to get other people in on the loop as well because we don't want anyone else, you know, continuing to idolize this man for for some of the the rotten things that he's that he's done. Yeah, I mean, I always I always kind of had like a it's a, it's a weird role that he filled, like you know, talking about like creators or, or you know uh, people that really you know I admire to a great degree or whatever you know some of the directors and musicians and so on that I, I i like in my life i wouldn't even say that like you know th- this is a guy who just did a decent job of adapting an anime series that i like um i yeah like it's so not even um you know you don't know these people like you don't know the, the artist and you know oh, people always say oh separate the art from the artist and it's like well yeah, I mean, it it still fucking sucks to hear like someone's like this, even if you can recognize that like, you know, the adventure series is still, you know, that work was decent, but it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, you can do a good job and still be a shit person. That, that, that's that's yeah, incredibly think, apparent. And, and Yeah, I think in recent years, like separate the art from the artist or death of the author has become like uh, a rallying cry for cowards who are too afraid to <laughs> actively denounce crappy people. 
Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's their way of avoiding responsibility for still engaging with work, you know, that made that's made by by awful people and directly profits awful people. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad faith argument. Yeah, like I saw a lot of that when J.K. Rowling um, was like, you know, went full mask off and like full turf mode. Um, people being like, oh well, you know, I, I still love Harry Potter. I'm still gonna like read it to my kids and and see the movies. And it's like no, you're still directly financially supporting her if you do this. Thankfully, yeah, also, I don't it, think it, it's besides the point anyway because Harry Potter's always been terrible and and yeah, her yeah. coming uh, and, like and the big thing is, is that like a lot of her politics are just like inherently linked in that in that uh whole world. Yeah, I'm grateful that like this isn't anything to that sheer magnitude, but like it still fucking sucks to hear that like this guy was just like, hey, these people like me, you know. These people like me, like my work. Ergo, I get to just like fucking abuse uh, privilege, or you know, allegedly. So it's it just fucking sucks to hear that, and it's really disappointing because like you don't you know, you go off of what you sort of know about the person. Um, you know, you yes, it's so easy to just be like this person made a thing that I like. Ergo, I'm going to assume they're a good person. And 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 to be fair, like if you want to assume that most people are good people until proven otherwise, that's a totally valid way of doing it. Like and and the the reverse is true as well but like it's just makes it all the more yeah it it is frustrating to hear this stuff especially for the reasons that scrafty said where like you know you don't know who was the wiser about this and was listening to us and just and you know just being like yeah like it rips my heart out to think that someone was listening and either thought we knew about it and were ignoring it or just like couldn't keep listening because you know we we did talk about how much we liked his writing and how much we liked certain choices and whatever um so yeah like i just it really upsets me to, to hear this not not because like oh you know oh the, the guy that made stuff that i like is, is bad but just like thinking about how you know our praise of him might have might have affected people because there's no one you know who's more hurt by all this than the, the people that he hurt exactly and i think Keeping this centered on on them instead of ourselves or on him is is the most important way to go about this. Yeah, it's so easy to just be like, "Oh, I am annoyed because this happened," or like, and it's making you know, it, it's yeah, it's really easy to just like be like, "Oh, this is upset me because you know," or you know, you get to thinking like, "Oh, is it now problematic to like this thing or whatever." Jeez, shut the fuck up! Like it's not about that, but I'm I'm as guilty as anyone as thinking thinking that way about things. So it's uh, yeah, it's just worth keeping that in mind, and that's why we do. It. That's why we're talking about this here, like to you know. On that same note, all the people who saw this news and immediately went, "Oh well, I never liked the dub." Like you're shut up! Like that's that's the worst thing you can do <laughs> in this kind of thing. Yeah. You're just you're just <laughs> you're just using your own. You're, like you're using validation of your own opinions to to make light of the fact that you know this this is a man who made multiple women feel extremely uncomfortable and you know harass them and whatever. Like yeah, you're, exactly. you're using this news to to make yourself feel smart and intellectually superior for not liking a thing that turned out to be made by a creep. Like that's so super yeah. self centered and awful. Like I hate it when people do that so much. Mm-hmm. If this news like has a mater- has an actual impact on like how you view any of the stuff that he's been involved in um like as in just you know in critical terms or what have you then that's weird <laughs> like that's not but that's not relevant to the you know how you assess those works you know it's just that's just ridiculous like whether you like them or hate them more or or you know 
like them less, hate them less. I don't know, like just just nonsense stuff. And yeah, it's it's worth just uh, keep you know keeping in that in mind when you see this stuff. Like you should think about the people affected, not not you, not what you think about something else. Like yeah, it's, it's that. Yeah, Scrafty is one hundred percent correct, and and yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that was um, anyway, that was something we needed. That's to that's get the, to the yeah not so comfortable news for this week, but that's something we felt like we had to to talk about as soon as possible because we didn't want to let it sit any longer. Um, it'll be like obviously when you hear this, it'll be a few weeks out from when we're recording. So I certainly hope that nothing else comes up between now and then that you know will warrant having to add an extra addendum onto this. Um, but if if anything, I I really hope that this gets spread around more and more people understand this and stop. You know, if you held any idolization for for him as a person or as a creator, like, you know, you, like this should be a bit of a wake up call that you know it, creators are people. People you know make extremely poor choices sometimes. You shouldn't idolize like anyone really because everyone has a potential to let you down. Like, <laughs> yes, if you p- treat people if you treat people as untouchable, you know, god icons. Like you are going to be let down at some point, or just you know, like. Look at it this way: like, even if you want to do that, and like, or, or you know, it's that's just common second nature for you. And at the very least, if something like this comes out, you should drop that, you know, drop it like a rock, and and or drop it like it's hot, rather, and and just like, you know, completely reassess how you what you still think about that person. And if you're and if you're looking for like what they've done is so overwhelming that you can't see past all this shit, then, uh, then yeah, again strange behavior like you look up like parasocial relationships and what have you there's a bad, bad time it's a bad time thankfully i don't think that like neil gets like residuals or royalties from any of any of this stuff so like watching the dub of adventure on hulu is not putting money in his pocket it's putting money in disney's pocket because they now own that dub uh sh- yeah sure yeah yeah i don't think that, that, that this is like a jk rowling situation where you have to drop you know all english digimon media cold turkey because um you know, he's still directly profiting from its production, um, but it's definitely something that you should keep in mind. You know, just be be critical of this stuff. Like, don't try to overlook it. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, with Digimon, it's uh, it's it's never too hard to <laughs> keep it <laughs> critical, as we, as we think we found with this podcast. So, uh, and yeah, if anything else. For whatever reason, does magically materialize or so on, or you know, oh no, sorry, that's the wrong phrase. Like, if something else, if someone else does feel, you know, confident enough to speak out about someone else who's involved with this series and franchise and so on and so forth, um, then obviously everything we just said applies the same, if not more. So you know, that's yeah. This is going to be the same regardless of who this is said about and so on and you know, um, and and so on and so forth. Yeah. And you yeah. know, if he's and if he if that was if that was something that happened a long time ago and he's and he's knocked it off since then, then that's good to hear as well. But like you know, it's obviously something where the culture makes it so that like people can't freely speak about this stuff and they have to like sit and squirm with it, and that fucking sucks. So you know, it's, exactly. it's really important that we make people aware of this stuff and 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 uh, what's the phrase? Signal boost, signal boost, this sort of stuff. Yeah. Where, where, uh, where, 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 where appropriate. So you know. Anyway, I don't, I don't think there's much more we can say about this without repeating ourselves. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the not so good news for today. Hopefully, that 
you know, brings this issue to some more people's attention. Um, if you know, if you do hear this and you know more about this that we, we didn't mention, like, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of us to, to fill us in on more. If you're um, comfortable with that, obviously yeah, this, is, this, is, a, this oh, yeah. is a big topic, so yeah. do not feel like you need to break the news to the DigiNova cast of all people. Yeah. But we just want to do our part in signal boosting. So we, as of the time of speaking, I personally have seen about three allegations from different people. Um, but if there's more than that, or if there's more serious allegations beyond just, you know, sexual harassment and, um, you know, being a creep at conventions and whatever, I would very much like to hear about that just so that we can, you know, spread that as well. Um, cause yeah, like this is just something that I feel at least it's to some degree responsible for, for lumping so much praise onto him, um, in the past. And then now I want to, you know, kind of reverse directions with that and, and, uh, try to make sure that his, his victims get their message spread so that they, you know, can stop seeing people praise. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that and then not do this, obviously. I mean, we, we would do... Yeah, it would be irresponsible to just ignore this. But, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and, and we're still going yeah, to cover savers down the road and, and all that kind of stuff, but like, you know... And that's going to yes, be a, whole, a literal whole can of worms. Can of worms, not cam of worms. That's... A markedly different approach, perhaps, when discussing the like the merits of that of that dub and so on. So, um, which is yeah, ab- absolutely appropriate. But yeah, um, no other news this week. Uh, just I, I, I think I, there's that's one a... there's there's one more piece of news that I want to talk about just okay. because it, it it gave me a bit of a chuckle. Nope. So um, <laughs> Sloan. Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> So a new, a new Digimon has been added to the the official um, data book. Uh, it originally appeared in the new um, Dust, I think it's called Dust Warriors uh, dim card for the Digimon Fit. Okay. Um, so I, I'm just gonna play a little game. So this 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 Digimon is called Vulturemon. Based oh, on I that saw, name, I saw, I just saw this. Yes, <laughs> tell me what you think this coolest. Digimon looks like. I'm gonna abstain from this because I've seen this Digimon. So Tom, uh, you have to take the reins here on this. I need to. I need to look at this. I need to look this up. No, no. You have to. You have to tell us what you think Voltramon would look like oh, before you okay. look at him. Right. Oh, I've. I've not. Okay. I just googled it, but I did not look at the picture. So okay. Um. I mean, look. It's a vulture. So like, I'm imagining like. Okay. Okay. My my like imagination here is kind of compromised because I've I've been playing a lot of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the PS4 game, and um. Because it was it was free on PS Plus, and I, I no, it wasn't. It was free. Wait, on are, the are we sponsored? Of, I don't know. Are we're we not getting sponsored. money for this? It oh, was free it. on the like. They're like, don't go outside, you idiots. There's a pandemic on uh, promotion or whatever. Uh, they gave away <laughs> Horizon for free, and I thought, hey, I'm going to play it, and I've kind of got sucked into it. It's very good, um, for the most part. Anyway, there's a one of the robot monsters they have in that game robot animals i guess is more accurate is like a big giant robot bird so that's all i can think of is like a bird but then like the vo- the head is more cartoonish like the head is more like a typical cartoon vulture like um like the ones in the lion king or something like no not the lion king the uh the jungle book for example that's what that's sort of what i'm thinking of i think there were vultures in that but yeah, the rest of it is like robot yeah those are vultures i'm pretty sure yeah, so like the the, the 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 giant bird from Horizon Zero Dawn with the head of one of the vultures from Jungle Book. 
which now the an, more an I say this, the stupider it sounds. An admirable guess, yeah. but unfortunately you're not correct. The correct answer was a humanoid bird wearing a human skull as a mask, Bowser's shell as a shoulder pad, and asked the shaft of the skull on them with a huge sniper rifle for a right hand with scythes as the um, the tripod, an hourglass where the magazine should go, and two combat knives strapped to his thighs. It's the coolest. This dude, this dude fucks. Like, it's- <laughs> I, I also uh, just found out the uh, the uh, recent edition of the Amogus Bean as a Digimon. Oh, yeah. It's got Gatsumon. Goromon, um, the, uh, the pre-evolution of uh, Sunarizamon. And that's Ooh. the cutest thing ever. I love him. I'll protect that, him with so, my life. Is that Gotsumon related? He reminds me. Yeah, reminds it's, me it's part of Gotsumon's line. No, it's part. Uh, it might be part of it. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, like look at look at Gotsumon. It's got the same eyes. And, no, but and it's stone. it's only listed as an evolution of um uh, Sunarizamon right now. So I think it's just because of the um the dim card that it launched with. Like if you okay. look at if you look at that next to Gotsumon, like, there's no way that's not related to Gotsumon. I, I hope so. Like. Okay. The, the this, Digimon's this design dude. ethos is very specific. They would not give it the same stone and eye as Godsumon if it wasn't related to it. Yeah, this this is this is following the same like sort of uh uh you know lineage as like how like Poyomon and uh Biomon look similar and I, I might I might, might be getting the name wrong of one of those, but uh uh or the um or Vimon and Demi Vimon and so on. Yeah. Uh, this guy this guy reminds me of uh, Rog and Roller. From um, Pokemon, from Pokemon yeah. Gen Five, yeah, Gen Five, yeah. It, it's like it's like the Digimon. I, I was gonna say equivalent, but when I say that, when I say something's the Digimon equivalent of a Pokemon, it just makes me think of like you know the same sort of design, but like it's got like a heavy machine gun strapped to it or something. No, that's not that's not <laughs> what I mean in this case. It just looks like Rock and Roller, but like he's grey instead and has the Digimon eyeball, like that 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 type of like uh, eye. That the Digimon design has, I guess. <laughs> I can't think of any way to phrase it. He's cool. <laughs> He's a little dude, and yeah, very, very, uh, very Among Us vibes, very sus. Um, but uh, the sussiest Digimon thus far, or should I, <laughs> should I say sus far? Susmon. Yeah, uh, when when the Digimon is sus, like subscribe. <laughs> no, no. Ger- Germa face. Um, there we go. Germa face. Yeah. Um, Vultimon is also like um. Just get like get get this dude, but like have have him as like a full back tattoo, and I feel like that would be very appropriate for his his. his <laughs> he's got an hourglass on his on his gun. I'm just noticed he's that got like an hourglass. Time. Like, <laughs> I guess so. What the, what what like level is this dude? Is he is he like? Uh, oh, it is ultimate. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But like mega also wouldn't surprise me. Can I li- anyway. can I talk about what his attacks are because like they're very great. Go for it. So he has uh, Reaper Reaper Strike, which is shoots at the opponent's vitals with the CND-96 rifle on his right arm. So you know, you're basic, you got a gun. Uh, Desert Death Scythe. Tears the enemies to pieces with a scythe attached to the CND-96. Okay, you know, basic. Uh, Witherwing. Shoots out hordes of condors made of sand. Cool. (laughs) That reminds me of something. That's a pretty cool guy. That's like a that's like a um that's like a Naruto power. That's that's like something that like Gara would do or something like that. Like I, yeah, I, he's I he's Gara of the Sand, but with a gun. Yeah, like that is a very that is a very Naruto thing. You know what I love about this guy? Um, what he's almost entirely covered in feathers, like from head to toe, except he's got an ab window. <laughs> there's no feathers. 
Oh, I uh, I love that actually. Just so they can show his ripped six pack. <laughs> nice. I mean, he's he's clearly put in the work, so he deserves to show it off. Exactly. He shaved that that part of feathers just so that he could show his his abs off. I, I I'm amazed that the Digimon designs, like uh, for the most part, a lot of the newer ones are like very on on brand, as it were. Like they are remarkably, you know, close to what you expect a Digimon to look like. From like the original, yeah, the nineties like, never died, baby. Match. Yeah, like even like Pokemon Tw- design, twenty twenty one, and we're still getting assless chaps. Yeah. Pokemon design has kind of like shifted over the years. I feel like, uh, but like Digimon design, maybe it's just because they didn't make many of them anymore, and like or like hadn't hadn't done for a long time. Uh, and I guess there was the app, there was like the fusion stuff, which I feel like was a bit off for <laughs> in certain spots. It but, was like it was yeah, very toyetic. Top new ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These, these look. These are keeping it. These are bringing it back to what matters, which is uh, animals, human otherwise, with uh, artillery strapped to them, <laughs> and not wearing and cool guy clothes. So yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that's cool. More Digimon. Bring him on. Yeah, unironically good designs. But um, speaking of new Digimon, uh, would you all like to get started on episode eight of Digimon Tamers, where we see a new Digimon? Yes, let's go for it. I, I'll sure. if, if y'all don't mind, I can I I would like to cover this one because I was I was quite a fan of this episode. Absolutely. Go for it. So episode eight, a question of trust, or in Japanese, Gilmon Evolves, Showdown in West Shinjuku. So this episode starts with Takado. He is once again planning out what he wants Gilmon's champion form to look like, but instead of laser guided missiles and the like, and like nukes and the like that he had, he's just going for a, a big boy with lots of spikes and big fire. Which, you know what? He's finally getting in line with like the Digimon design process, which good for him. And as we see this, Ipmon is doing is like sort of harassing young couples that are in love in the park at night. We see one early on where there's this young couple that are like, oh, like we really like each other. And he just throws a bottom boom and freaks them out and they run away. So Ipmon ends up approaching Gilmon in his little in his little prison to be like, I he's like just ends up taking his bread and sort of mocks Gilmon for being a digipet, as similarly to as he did with Renamon in a in a the recent episode. So that sort of is just like a thing and the next day, they talk at school. Mr. Saji, the teacher, lets them know that someone's been doing pranks at night. And you know you have to inform the school and you don't go out after night. Don't go to the park after night. It's dangerous. So there's like rumors spread around like, oh, like it's a, it's a pyromaniac. And of course, Takato's like, oh, God, is my dinosaur harassing couples at night at the park? And so Gilman tries to explain that he's, he's not the prankster. But Takato doesn't like believe him. And he's also once again scared of losing losing Gilmon because of what he believes is him doing these pranks when really it's him sort of following Ipmon around because Ipmon's like, hey, come on with me. Don't listen to, to your buddy. Let's let's do this. And Gilmon being Gilmon is like, okay, like I'm just gonna go along and, and have a good time. So eventually Takado gets very upset at Gilmon, runs off. And a digital field appears, and Devidramon is there. And Itmon is sort of like laughing at him because he can't get out of the digital field. And in his hubris, opens the digital field with his finger, and Devidramon gets out. 
So Gilmon ends up getting in the fight right away because like Takato is right by and Gilmon is right there. So they get caught up right away. Redamon and Rika come in, but Redamon says it's Gilmon's fight. And Terriermon and Henry are there also. Terriermon scares off Ipmon and finds out that, oh, Ipmon was doing the pranks, not Gilmon. So he explains this to Takato. And Takato sort of like gets that trust in Gilmon again and apologizes for hurting his feelings like this. And this is also when Gilmon and the Vidramon have been fighting. Takato hasn't had much luck with his card swipes yet, his Digimodify. So they, so Gilmon is in a rough place at this point. He is being held up to a building by Devidramon, who has put a lot of damage on him. And because of Takato's and Gilmon's renewed friendship and Kalumon's assistance, Gilmon digivolves to Growlmon, who, after a, a brief scuffle, ends up destroying Devidramon with one attack, and he absorbs the data. And the episode ends with him just being very big and towering. And that's that's where it ends. I just love the continued motif of, like, Digivolution isn't necessarily a good thing. Like, this baggage that comes along with it. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. We see it more in the next episode, but this is definitely a start of it where Takato just sees his little buddy is now just a giant, giant big boy and is like, oh god, my dinosaur <laughs> is now a huge dinosaur. He made his monster grow. It's very, like, um... How do I describe this? It, it, it's very, like... Grauman is is a weird digivolution to me. Like he feels very much like they didn't really want to let go of the Gilmon design too much, so they just kind of did it again, but like bigger. <laughs> so, I mean, and it, and it kind of makes sense because like Gilmon's a very appealing character, and when if you're going to do the thing where like the digivolutions stick around a bit longer, so to speak, then I guess it makes sense to have someone who is like more familiar, I suppose, or, or isn't, it doesn't stray too far from what made the original design so appealing. But like, Can I can I tell you both what I put in my notes for what Grelmon is uh, sure. last sure. night? Sure. Um, he is just a uh, mullet Gilmon. <laughs> he's got the glam rock hair. Yeah, yeah he's I just Gilmon, but with a mullet, and that's really kind of it. And he's got, and he's just got bigger claws, and he's got like some like blades on the side of his claws. But like, he just has a mullet. Like that's his big design uh, addition. I don't really have any. Uh, okay, I'm not a fan of War Grandma. Sorry, not 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 War Grandma. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. I'm not a fan of him either. <laughs> but I'm also not really a fan of Grandma. Like I find these these like evolutions to be very like just just not very interesting. Like, I don't know why. I feel like when they make Gilmon bigger, his appeal kind of... It's kind of... It, it loses some of it. Like, I know I was just saying, like, they kept him, like, similar and safe. And I think the idea is that because they wanted to just do the Digivolution story, but, like, kind of keep Gilmon still. Like, he still sounds like Gilmon. He still acts like Gilmon, basically. But, like, I don't know. Something about these designs is just very unappealing to me. Surprisingly, the, the sub actually puts in a more concerted effort to make them sound different in the dub, which is usually the other way around. We we get a yeah. little bit of it in, in, at the beginning where he's like very like in the battle and he's like growling, but yeah, he ends up just becoming big dinosaur with baby voice, which I actually yeah, kind of love. In in the sub, Masako Nozawa uses like a more gravelly, like deeper voice for Grandma. Okay. Yeah, it's it, I think it's the hair. I find I find I find the hair really bad. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know why. He's, just, like, he's got a mullet. 
That's not cool. <laughs> I think it, it the design works in the context of this is this is like a ten year old drew with his crayons like the night before. Yeah, no, okay. exactly. Well, yes. That's yes. that's how you justify it. But at the same time, I'm just like man, like this design just kind of doesn't hit as much as I as I would I would wish it to be hitting. Sure, like I think the um, I, th- I think the uh him he, like he just sort of sketched this up or whatever is funny but like the fact that um he also created Gilmon <laughs> it's kind of like okay he's lost his touch like Takato he's like created two Digimon one of them was really cool the other one was very phoned in like he's he's completely I, I think just I think he didn't have a touch and Gilmon was just like the stroke of luck kind of thing yeah sure he's, he's a one hit <laughs> wonder yeah yeah um I mean. It's funny because he was talking about him having like you know, like a missile <laughs> launch or whatever. I feel like when he was when he was talking about his champion form, like just like sort of workshopping what that would be like in a previous episode. Uh, Takato was more interested in again him having like more artillery, <laughs> but uh, none of that. Gilman Gilman just turned into Grandma, Gilman making him much bigger. He's got hair now, and also he has some. He has a. Some he has a new attack and a more powerful attack. So he's, he's pyro, pyro blaster, pyro blaster um, is now a thing. Yeah, pyro blaster is now a thing. And uh, uh, by the way, we're re- renaming ourselves to the Pyrocast for this series. Um, it's kind of <laughs> waited wait a bit too, too long to announce it. The Pyrocaster. There <laughs> we go. It. Yeah, or the pyro. We are the Pyrocasters, and this is the Novacast still because we can't. We can't there we go. Back. Episode um, title. Got it in one. Also, Novacast is going to stick around for a lot longer. Uh, sorry, Nova Blast is going to stick around for a lot longer. <laughs> I think the the Japanese name for Pyro Blaster is ex- Exhaust Flame, which I think is pretty cool. That's a very That's good cool. name. That's fun. Yeah. Um. The uh the new attack he's got is like a scythe thing that comes from his arm. You know, you you will have seen it in the intro already in the at least in the in the uh, dub. It's it's like that animation is part of the opening title sequence. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like a weird scythe comes out from his arm and and he like slashes and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's all right. I think I think Takato could have done better, but you know, like for for a second attempt <laughs> at a Digimon, like you, you took a few steps back, but you still had a step forward. So no, just just going full like I am better than your kid mode here, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> this kid sucks at art, and he should try better next time. <laughs> he, I mean, he should. <laughs> I don't really... Okay, so here's the thing. Comparing him to, like, the previous two, as it were. And by the previous two, I mean... I'm talking about Agumon to Greymon, and I'm talking about Vmon to... Not XVmon, although I think it's still relevant there, but like, I'm thinking of Flame Drummon. Um, in terms of, like, mm-hmm. the, the first evolutions we see of the, like, the main Digimon partner. Um, Yeah, those were two... Like, Greymon's great, because it goes from Agumon, who's a bit more cuddly let's say and then he turns into a, like a gigantic dinosaur but like a distinctly different design yeah big big pot belly like vicious dinosaur <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's cool and he gets a different voice and you know he's new attacks and so on and it's great uh and then like vimon who is like a dumpy little goblin you know schmuck <laughs> he, he turns into flamejumon who's like basically a superhero of sorts like so that's instantly just cool there's like it, it, I appreciate that the Tamers isn't always concerned with trying to be cool, but like <laughs> I feel like the Digivolutions 
I feel like Gilman kind of got robbed. Like, Gilman should have had a cooler uh, evolution for, for this first form. I could still follow along with what these episodes do, which is make it very... Um, what's the phrase? Like, very frightening or, or very... Um, you know, he, he, he towers over Takato, and that's the end of this episode. He's like towering over Takato and, and scaring him to death, and he, he thinks, "Oh God, I've, I'm I might actually be in for it this time." Like he is a foreboding figure. That's the word I was looking for, foreboding. But he's, you know, he's still kind of just the same as Kiyomon still. So anyway, I, I keep reiterating myself. So that's kind of all I had to say on that. But uh, yeah. Feel free to disagree if either of you are like big Grauman heads. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not much of a Grauman head, but I like Grauman's <laughs> ultimate form quite a bit, just because it's like it looks like a like an action figure in a cool, like in a good way. Um, I don't really have any strong feelings on on Grauman. I think the only champion from this series that I have a, a strong feelings for is, is Gargamon. The other two are just like, yeah, it's fine. I like Hubimon, but but Grauman just kind of feels like the weakest of a bunch in a way. Yeah, some of these, um, some of these uh, designs for the other two. So for for Terriamon and, and Renamon, I think they're pretty cool. I think Renamon's line is, is is cool. It's very you know follows the theme very well. Um, I think uh, Terriamon's line is is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, Terriamon's a classic. He's he is the beloved good boy for a reason. Terriamon and Gargamon are fantastic, and and then I think the other two are really cool as well. Um, but yeah, and 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 to be clear, uh, the final Gilmon form is 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 incredible. I, I love it to pieces. It really gets yeah. away from from Gilmon, but like I don't really care. It's fine. It's great. So, so yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, other than that, um, this episode was interesting. Okay, I kind of feel like it was a bit all over the place in spots. Um, this is I like Impmon a, a lot. Impmon's Impmon's forever good, forever a good boy. Yes. Yeah, Impmon, I, they, Impmon is great. Impmon is the best part of this episode. He's he's I, he's a lot of fun. They they cut out a, a part of the in the dub for understandable reasons, but I still liked it. It's when he's when he's harassing the first couple, um, in the park. Um, the dude gets really flustered and embarrassed that he's trying to ask the the woman uh, out on a date, and uh, so he like he like takes out a cigarette and try, and uh, tries to smoke it, but it's lighter one light. So he asks the girl if she has a light, and then <laughs> Imman goes, "Here you go." And he goes, "Thanks." Without even looking. <laughs> and, that's great. And lights his yeah, lights a cigarette, and then he, does, 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 then he does a double take, and that's when Imman is like a huge fire that scares them both away. Okay, that's ah. that sounds really good. Yeah, obviously they can't show smoking in a kids show, so they they cut that out. But I, I thought it was it was funny and worth mentioning just because of like. I don't know why, but, like, it's such a cliche, dumb, the like, joke structure, but, like, someone asking a question and a different person responding to it, and the person I've been, like, realizing that a different person responded until later is, like, such a good structure to me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of what you can and can't show in a kid's show, uh, something apparently you can show in a kid's show in America is riot cops shooting at Gilmon. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not expect that at all. Like, I mean, like you know, like they do a pretty good job at like not showing the guns, but they they really just shot at Gilmon with guns. Like riot cops were just shooting Gilmon. <laughs> Maybe you got a bypass because it's a fantasy. I don't. I mean, still, like they they showed Gilmon getting shot. 
yeah no it's it's uh it's it's uh very concerning <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it's just like gilman literally just getting shot by the police like you know it's not yeah it, it it's so weird like takato's fantasies are, well not fantasies but like takato's like you know, he's just imagination, yeah, in these moments is very concerning because he's like just imagining like the worst possible scenarios for Gilmon. Like he gets kidnapped. I mean, to to by, be fair, like, the considering what we know about Hypnos, he's not unwarranted in those fears. But, but, but like Takata doesn't, doesn't know, know anything about Hypnos. About him. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't know shit about him. <laughs> so I feel like he should maybe calm down. But but you know, I, I get it. He's a lonely kid. This is his best friend. He managed to like wish to life. You know, he died for him. Like I, I understand, but like some of the things <laughs> just thinking about, like that kind of stuff, is just really funny to me. Um, it it made me laugh at least. So there is that. Um, I just found that Kato and and like him and Gilmon and like him, him not trusting Gilmon at this point still to like, you know, not do. It, it's not that he doesn't trust Gilmon. It's not that I, I... Sorry, let me let me start over. It's not that I find Takato not trusting Gilmon to stay inside as odd. Because, no, no, I think that's fair. Like, him, you know, Gilmon's getting better, but I don't. I think they're still at the point where if Gilmon did decide to go walkabouts for whatever reason, it wouldn't be that surprising. It's the part where Takato's like, oh, this, this, there's someone, like, going around and, like, harassing couples and stuff. I, I think Gilmon at this point should at least Takato should at least trust him to not do that. Like regardless, I of think the, the thing not... that made him suspect Gilmon was the fire part, though, because there's not a lot yeah. of like little kids who have access to fire, but there is a fire-breathing dinosaur in the park. I guess, but like even so, like even so, and also the fact that like his fire is very. It's not like a prank at all for a prank. It's a like it's it, literal it, plasma. It's basically yeah, it's, lava. It, it's a it's a ball of like nuclear power. Like he is not <laughs> he is not um you know he's not basically just got a little light. So he doesn't know about Impmon yet, and that's fair. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, and like it, it kind of it, it kind of makes sense. But it's one of those things where it's like still like were t- if this episode had come earlier, in fact, that almost feels like maybe what it's kind of meant to be is like that this this would have been earlier like and then it maybe would have fit a bit more but we've come to the point now where i feel like takato should understand that gilmon's like learning and so on and, and him just being like you know getting pissed off with gilmon just kind of feels a bit a bit like a bit of like stunted character development i, I feel like with that relationship it's just it's just a bit strange um and it makes it makes the point a, where they, a... I feel like this was a bit of an awkward mistranslation because um, the reason why he he gets so upset about Gilmon is that Gilmon like seems to tacitly admit being the one who's you know causing trouble in the park. Um, yeah, and in the sub, the reason for that is because Japanese sentences don't have to have a subject in them. Like you don't have to say like I was doing this. You can just say like oh this happened, and people like implicitly understand that you're talking about yourself essentially. Okay. And so he's talking about how Impmon was, was you know, uh, causing pranks with fire and that it wasn't very funny and whatever. And he never uses a subject, but because Takata doesn't know that Impmon exists yet, he assumes that he's talking about himself and sees it as an admission and then gets upset about that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, that comes across in the dub. Like that's. What I think it's a bit more awkward in the dub because he says, "I was I was doing some pranks," when he really wasn't. He was just watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I guess they maybe do jump jump a bit to like reach that point where where it, yeah, know, but like, like it's messing up. But... Yeah, it's a translation thing. Like, there's no elegant way to to solve the issue. Yeah. Regardless, I think the. I don't know something about something about Takato just being so like untrustworthy. But like, I I, I get it's the point of the episode is that like Takato should have trusted Gilmon. Like, I understand that that's the moral lesson they're going for. I don't. I'm not like saying that they shouldn't have had this conflict or whatever. I just don't think that it makes it doesn't feel quite right to still be on for that to still be a thing at this point. But hey ho, it's it's like a really small. Concert critic, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, um, but it's like a really small thing that I picked up on this. But other than that, I, and I thought the back and forth, you know, him like him with Gilmon running off and like Gilmon not being involved at first, and like it definitely paints Impmon in like a very, you know, we love to hate him, but, but right yeah, now he's we, we he's, a, he's a bad influence. <laughs> he's he's the one kid who convinces other kids to light things on fire. He's a dick. He's a and bad influence, appreciate- but he's just so good at it. <laughs> and I appreciate that, like, it shows the side of Gilmon as well, where he's, like, you know, he's not just completely, like, play, you know, he, he, he you don't just say the word play, and he, like, loses his mind or whatever. Like, he, you know, he is still very acutely aware of, like, someone who is bad or whatever. Like, he's like, well, this isn't fun when he realizes Mon's, you know, just messing around with people. Like, he doesn't find that fun, which is which is great. Like, you know, because right now we've seen we've seen a few episodes where Gilmon is maybe, you know, led to do things that are awkward or cause trouble for people, especially to Kato, because he's just trying to play and have fun. But like this is an example of something where it's actually a bad thing that's happening, um, regardless of what it means for Takato and so on. And and the Gilmon's aware of the fact that that's bad, and that's and that's nice. It's it's fun to see his like morality, you know, has taken shape, which is yeah. which is good. Yeah, and I, like, it it does make sense because Takao is a very gentle, kind-hearted boy. So that like the fact that he's r- already rubbing off on Gilmon in that way is, is like it it tracks. Like it doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, and I and I like the way he like makes up with him. Like he just feels so bad, and I think I think it's really adorable. Like I like their dynamic in this episode, especially as it comes to a head. And Takato apologizes, and like, "Hey, I was wrong. I should be trusting you more, uh, and I'm really sorry about that." And it's like that's just so sweet, and I love it. Yeah, it's all thanks to the power of Terriermon snitching. Snitches get stitches, yeah. Terriermon, and then and then they go in ditches. <laughs> yeah, Terriermon is also a bad influence, but like you know, much more like he's a lot more benign. He he's he's messy, you know. He's, he's he would be yeah, like, he's... let's go eat these five quarts of ice cream real quick, like before dinner. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Itmon is like, let's go commit arson in the park. Yeah, <laughs> we need to we need to assign like. Um, Renamon, Terriamon, and Impmon on like the uh the uh that that triangle. It's like the one 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 point is like um apartment complex. Yeah, food at actually, home. McDonald's, McDonald's, food. McDonald's. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, the based, yeah. based oh, that, on what? That one too. You telling me a shrimp fried this fried rice? This rice? <laughs> that would be Gilmon. Apartment complex would be Renamon. Um, yeah. Uh, Terriamon would be based based on what? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um and then and then you're telling me a shrimp fry this rice will be in mom. 
Like, yeah, Gilman's too oh, pure. Derek Steven these. Prince is on cameo, right? Can we, like, oh, how much does he cost? I want to get a cameo of Derek <laughs> Steven Prince saying it's that uh, in the Itmon voice. <laughs> hey, you're telling me <laughs> Shrimp Father's words? Um, I shouldn't. Oh, sorry, that's me trying to do an accent again, and I apologize. <laughs> oh, um, $50 for that. That's a, that's a deal. <laughs> that's a deal. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to get Dark Supermass to say anything in his Edmon voice, it would be a, a, a disservice for him not to say <laughs> Joe Pesci lines. That's true. No, honestly, I feel like someone might have done that already or something. Or if they haven't, then they should have. And, like, we, we can. We're on another level. You know, we're, we're, we're in the next. That's like level one. That's like. You know, well, no, level one is like him saying, like, Badaboom or, you know. Something else, whatever. A line from the I show. Have no, I, level, I have level no two idea why. I thought when you just said Baba Boom, I thought you said ba- <laughs> Baba Boy. I was like, what? <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's level Booey. three where we are. Where level <laughs> level three where we are is like him saying um, Shrimp Fighters Rice and Baba, Baba Booey. <laughs> What's stuff like that? Hey, you're telling me a shrimp fried this rice? I can't there do it either. That was good. I'm not that was Italian decent. enough. I mean, you've, you've got the advantage of, like, having an American accent to begin with. <laughs> like, you just need to tweak it. Um, I am at a disadvantage <laughs> for being uh, ter- terminally British. So, um, yeah, anyway. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> sorry for my... Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so Inman, Inman's great in this episode. Um, I find... The fact that the park is full of people making out to be really funny. And I feel like this is this is something this is something we've seen in like a few episodes now, but in this episode they're just like, Yeah, this all that's that's all that ever happens in this park at night is just people making out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as all, as Asagi and uh, Mori are walking, there's just like five couples just making out and I'm just like, Okay, like this park is kinda weird. Like maybe some of these couples deserve to get lit on fire. <laughs> like, it, like I was gonna say, why they're making the like teachers patrol the park instead of like cops, and then yeah, the cops are also there. By the way, yeah, Foghorn Leghorn. That's the thing cop. I thought was weird. Oh, Foghorn Leghorn cop is so good. I love I that. Because in in the sub, he's just being unclear. Like he's 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 just not being direct. I love the way they translated that in the dub with him like just using extremely antiquated and flowery versions of of saying, um, "Do you have a problem with people who are making out?" <laughs> I, I like, um, also, this is definitely the Benoit Blanc, uh, like, origin story. <laughs> like, he, this is, he started out as a beat cop on the streets. In, 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 in Shinjuku, perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Before moving on to solve crimes. Um, and also, <laughs> sorted his face out, because I'm not sure, I'm not sure why they give the cops such a weird face. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just... His, his jaw is very <laughs> distressing. Yeah, yeah, he reminds me kind of like he, he reminds me kind of uh, Inspector Zenigata from from Luke and the Third. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But he also just looks like a goo, like like some sort of like henchman or goon or whatever from like any sort of anime like that, like Ebibops or Trigons or whatever. Like he he kind of has that goon. similar sort of vibe of like someone who's goon. Yeah, a goon or a henchman or something. Hired like goon. Hired goon. Yes, personal touch. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so he's funny. But yeah, I, I found it strange <laughs> the teachers were patrolling the park. And also for um the other the weird teacher that was with um I always want to call her Kari. What's her actual name? Mrs. Saji. Asaji. Mrs. Taji. Yeah. Yeah. So like 
that guy was just strange as well. Like he he definitely gave off big insult vibes. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Oh no, there's couples," mi-. and she's just like, "I think I left my oven on. I gotta go." <laughs> That's a great excuse. I love the the repeat the running joke of a bunch of different characters that are just like using that exact excuse to get out of like awkward situations. It's, it's but she's so definitely good. she's definitely used that before. She's definitely used that in like the same yeah. sort of situation with some some weird dude you want to get away from. It's like yeah, no, she's probably used off. that exact same situation like during a school day, like middle of school day, when that teacher comes to approach her, she's like, "Oh, I think I left my oven on. I gotta be right back." And he's like, "But it's the middle of school day, and she's just gone already." <laughs> would, would that go? Oh, yeah, but, uh, that, but also, I imagine she's also the kind of person that at some point she'll just see someone coming she doesn't like, and she'll just turn on her heel and walk in the opposite direction. Like full mm-hmm. view. Like I get the feeling she just has moments where she just doesn't give a fuck because <laughs> that's that's kind of been her vibe. Like this is the most yeah, like but... concerned she's she's seemed for anyone else like so far. Yeah, both with Takato and like not her. Yeah, I I love I loved how she was with Takato where she's like there's like this cop harassing Takato and she's like oh no see like I was I was escorting him home and I'm like that's so cute like that's so sweet like that's adorable. She's the cool teacher in this, which is weird because she hasn't she hasn't seemed like the cool teacher so far. Well, all the <laughs> other teachers just suck so much that by proxy she's the cool teacher. Yeah, she's she's just very beleaguered. Yeah, she's just really tired. Yeah, they talk about the um the head teacher not not going anywhere and it's like i'm surprised they don't explicitly bring up the fact that like he was right raving about a giant dinosaur walking around the school <laughs> like i don't know maybe there's a reason he doesn't go after dark because he saw a giant, he saw an actual dinosaur in real life at, at his school <laughs> um under a cardboard box but i guess i don't know they just they just forgot so about that one, already one more detail that was unfortunately cut out of the dub and like I understand why they did this because I, I, I do adore Ampmon's dub personality. I think the dub version of him is overall more enjoyable, but there's this funny running gag in this episode where um when he's interacting with Gilmon, he's extremely like contradictory. Like he'll say something, but he'll say the exact opposite thing like a few seconds later. Um when he's when he's eating the bread, Gilmon asks him if he likes it, and he goes, Yeah, it's good. And he goes, Really? And he throws it on the ground and goes, No, I hate it. And then later on, <laughs> when he's he's trying to do the prank, um He's, he he's, he says to go on. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm sure you'll be pretty good at this. And he goes, really? And he goes, nah, you suck. Just like instantly. It's is this like it's, a, it's is a, this like a running gag. Probably it's like a running series. gag in the ep- just in this episode. Yeah, that like every time go on asks him, really, he just says like, no, you're awful or whatever. <laughs> okay, all right. Sounds like it could get annoying <laughs> to be honest, but I think they uh, they do it just yeah. enough, and I, I, they, they don't do it in, in the the episode after this. So I think it was just the physical episode, like. Running oh, okay, right, that's good. That's fine, then. Yeah, that's fine if it's just a one-off thing. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, he's he's very... He's just he's just a little shit. <laughs> and he's great. It's fun, but he's definitely that. He's definitely just a little shit. He also has a, a line in the Japanese version um, where he, he sees Gralmon and he says, so it's true, Digimon with bigger bodies are more powerful and I'm like, damn right, Imran, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will learn. <laughs> you will soon learn. <laughs> oh, I like how in the dub, uh, Ipmon call keeps calling uh, Gilmon a pineapple head. I just find that really funny because it's just so yes. silly. Yeah. Also, clearly a reference to Hey Arnold, which I can always I can always appreciate oh. a good Hey Arnold reference. <laughs> no, that's like, football that's... head. Is it? It's football What's head. Pineapple head. Pineapple head. Is no, it's football head. I know it is, yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry, I'm thinking now, but like, what's Pineapple Head then? 
Because that's something. Uh, there is a, a song by the artist Crowded House known as Pineapple Head. Uh, not one I've heard of. I don't think it's that. That's so strange. That reminds me of something. Is it a is but it a, I... is it a Bart Simpson thing? No. I might just be thinking of Hey Arnold and like didn't didn't remember the phrase. It's okay. We can't all be up to date on our Hey Arnold lore like I am. Yeah, that's, which is that's probably fair. for the best. That's fair. Yeah, you kind of you kind of embarrassed me there. And <laughs> not not a true Hey Arnold fan. <laughs> Fake Hey Arnold fan. I've been exposed. <laughs> We're gonna get our podcast downvoted by all the, the all the diehard Hey Arnold fans. <laughs> the Arnold. Explain... Okay, never mind. Next bit. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone explain why where Calamon came from in this episode? Because like maybe I just missed something, but like Calamon just seemed to appear out of thin air to like make uh, Guillemon uh, evolve. Yeah, he um, he does that, I think, because he yeah. did that with uh, Redamon and Enrica. He did that at, in the parking garage. I think he just sort of just runs around and does that. I There's no explanation. Uh, and I think they, they do explain at some point that he's drawn to conflict. So if there's a battle, he kind of like instinctively heads there. <laughs> he, he, he logs on Twitter every morning because he's drawn <laughs> to conflict. Again, he's messy. <laughs> but like He just wants to see his, his fight vids. <laughs> yeah, it's just good. Locks onto locks onto World Star. Every day. <laughs> he he's like, yeah, but he just he just he, he's not shown before he's like shown glowing. You know, his first appearance in this episode, I think his only appearance in this episode is him showing up to like glow and make Gilmon evolve, digivolve. So I don't know. <laughs> it's just a weird thing. It it kind of surprised me to see him there because like, wait, where did he come from? But um. Yeah, I don't know. They probably maybe could have used the scene, but that, again, that's a very sorry. That's a very minor, minor nitpick. And and again, it, I'm I'm not sure when the last time you used the um that Simpsons clip, Sloan. You know the one, but uh, not okay. Appropriate I sure I sure hope someone got fired for that blunder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, that's, that's the one. Yeah, boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Anywho, um. Yamaki demanding his girlfriend uh, make up a cover a cover story for for seeing it to be He's like, this, this is a personal <laughs> embarrassment to me. He's just like, okay, yeah. girlfriend, make up a convincing cover story while I murder all these Digimon. I, yeah, I love I love the shot of him just sitting in the office and he sees the the Digimon fly by and he goes, "All right, that's it. This is an embarrassment now." <laughs> <laughs> you have personally embarrassed me, Devijramon. Like, it just looks like he was sitting there waiting for something to happen, and when I did, he was like, alright, that's it, I'm done. It's like... Well, it's like, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Will you be opening the office today, sir? <laughs> nope. Um, I don't think I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think I will. <laughs> it, it's such a, like... I don't know. It just... Oh, it reminds me of, like, a million different scenarios. But, yeah, in that context, it's funny to just imagine him, like, looking at that and just be like, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you've done this. Um, yeah, like, he's, he's just been staring at the window for a couple hours. Then when he sees a dragon fly by, he's like, okay, all right. Also, Defeedramon was too big for the digital field. Is that the first time we've had something like that happen? Because... Yeah, it's the it, it is the first time so far. We've had Alamon. Alamon showed up a few episodes back, and he was pretty big. So, like, I'm wondering... It was, like, the size of, like, a couple of Gilmons on top of each other. The Vigeron's, oh, like, okay. 
legit like this thing could pick up a human in its claws and eat it like a like a pop tart. I mean, he literally picks up Growlmon and just like Azuna drops him basically. So Growlmon or Gilmon? No, it was Growlmon because that's when the it bridge was, broke. So it was Growlmon. Jesus, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's big. Because I didn't even remember him from he was like the the the, the Vigilmon were like uh, Mayutismon's like you know. Literally, literal fly monkey, basically in, in in adventure, and they didn't speak ever, and it was just kind of like, I think I think they were the things that like ro- drove his, you know, they were in front of his, they were the of his, were, um, chariot, of his chariot or, or his carriage, yeah, yeah, his carriage, carriage, carriage that, that's the word, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, seeing them here and, and having one talk as well is is uh, is a bit new. So that's that's another side to to Vigimon, So. Kind of, kind of fun. And a fun, fun way to reuse a Digimon we've seen before, but like add, add dimensions to them. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good design tease for your one-off villain. Yeah. Oh, uh, one other element of this episode um, that I've just, I've just recalled is um, Takato apparently terrible at like using cards, which I thought was a weird thing to like. I thought it was strange that they said he was like he—he's a basket case. He doesn't know what he's doing and so on. But it's like his his moves weren't like terrible. It's just that Digimon was like a really powerful foe and like yeah. you know, and was just quicker and and more powerful than Gilmon was. Like he uses the speed thing and dodges one attack and gets hit by another. Like I, I thought it was weird that they were just sat there like dunking on him instead of like helping out or something. <laughs> I mean, of course Rika's gonna dunk on him. Well, yeah, well, that's that's established behavior, of course. But, like, having Henry do that, like, I get that he doesn't want Terrymon to get involved, obviously. Okay, it kind of makes sense why they would hang back in that case. I mean, like, we we, we talked about, like, last week, how, like, everyone's just kind of, like, vicious in a way. Like, everyone's just kind of, like, savage when it comes to, like, insulting each other, like, in a fun way. They're kind of mean. They're kind of they, there is a there's sort of like a mean spirited speak streak, but like in a very like realistic sort of way, like not in like yeah, a, yeah. They're, they're more just realistically portrayed, not in an yeah. everyone constantly insults Davis kind of way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyway, it's funny to see them like just talking shit about, about, about Takato, even when he's not really doing anything wrong. It's more he's just he's just at a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like imagine showing up to like a fighting game tournament and your friends losing and you're like, wow, this guy freaking sucks. <laughs> also, why why can't Takata just keep using the same cards over and over? Like, I I don't understand why that's not possible. But marketing, you don't you want to just always show the same thing. <laughs> well, I guess, but like, yeah, he, he, he you're not gonna get you're not gonna get kids says, to buy I've... the cards if you always show the same one. <laughs> <laughs> he literally says, "I've run out of cards." <laughs> like, how? <laughs> Doesn't he, like, spill all the cards out of his pocket, too? Like, and just, like, in a very, like, yeah. he's like, no, I can't do anything. Like, all the cards, like, spill out everywhere. <laughs> all, all the spaghetti goes everywhere. <laughs> I just dropped all my pictures of Growlmon that I made up. Whoops. <laughs> Ooh, oops, <laughs> I dropped my monster condom that I used for my magnum dong. No. Oh. <laughs> cut that out, cut that out. Uh, too late, it's Okay. Him. Probably, probably... <laughs> probably safe to move on to the next episode i think we're probably safe to move on on that note on that bombshell uh let's move on to um episode nine who who wants to take this one tom you win scrafty who's tagging in for me i'll do it okay i'll do it okay yeah go for it this is episode 
nine called as not seen on TV in the uh, in the dub. And this picks up literally immediately from where the last episode left off, which was where Takato is is being stared down by Graumon. Graumon is you know significantly taller than Takato. He's you know he's looking very angry. He's still in fight mode. Takato thinks he's gonna die, and then Gilmon, so Graumon rather, Graumon suddenly basically snaps out of his vicious mood and is crying, and he's crying because he he's sad because he Takato Takato thought he was gonna get killed by Graumon and. Grandma's not very happy about that, of course. So he's 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 sad. But then they quickly, you know, you know, they quickly make up and so on, and and then they get to the task of figuring out what the hell to do with Grandma, because <laughs> Grandma is very big. It's basically kind of like a redo of of what happened previously when they were trying to get Gargamon to turn back into Terriamon. But it's like that time. It's that situation, but like a much worse because because Grandmon is much larger. You know. He's also much have... more baby. <laughs> he's much more baby, yeah. He's not quite got his wits about him like Terry Mon slash Gargamon do. So yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tricky situation. They can't hide him in the shelter, he's way too big for that, so they need to find some other place to hide him. And they quickly decide to try and hide they realise they're just gonna have to hide him in the park somewhere. They uh, they just try to do that, but they're having a bit of trouble doing that. Like there's no really easy way. Takato realizes that the best way to try and get Grandma to de-evolve is probably just to, you know, work out. Like they need to work out, they need to get all that exercise into Grandma's system so that he can burn off the extra data. It's a sound argument by Takato's part. He says, "Well, he's put, put an extra data, so he needs to get rid of it by through exercise, kind of like burning fats." But it doesn't work. Obviously, you know, it doesn't work. He even tries taking a cold shower, and Takato's even like, "Oh, I'll probably need to do it too because you know I'm the reason Grandma digivolves in the first place." But no, that doesn't doesn't help remotely. So. He just basically says, "Look, okay, Grandma, let's let's just hide in this small part of the <laughs> small part of the park, and hopefully, you know, you'll just sleep it off." He bumps into Jerry on his way back as well, and he has a he has a brief moment with Jerry, asking him basically like, "I've got a friend who's got really big, and I don't know what to do about it." And Jerry's very confused and thinks Takato is basically saying he's hot, he's got the hots for her, and and he, and lets him down gently to Takato's <laughs> confusion. So basically what happens the next day is that Kala, well, no, the same night rather, not even the next day, after Takato's gone home, Kalamon finds Graumon and, and Kalamon is like, I want to play, and tells Gilmon that 2am is the best time to play. So Kalamon <laughs> kind of like, Imon, but like, Kalamon basically playing the chaotic good version of like the same role that Imon played in the last episode. So we end up, they show up at Takato's house. And Takato's like, what the hell? <laughs> so he, he needs to find some way to put Gilmon or Grandmon rather. And so him, he wakes Henry up and they go and hide Grandmon in the tunnel from the episode, two episodes ago where they found the, the like the Hypnos project where they were going to delete. However, it doesn't turn out really to work. It doesn't work out really because Imon shows up at the tunnel, wakes Grandmon up. Grandmon's like, F off. <laughs> but then Imon just chases him out with fireballs. And so... They find Grandmon in the park in the morning. Grandmon has, you know, while he was sleeping, he's got all these kids playing on top of him. And then he eventually finds somewhere to hide away from them. And he's very, is very upset. So and he explains what's happened with Vintmon. And, and yeah, that's kind of the end of all of that. But Rika and Renamon show up and they're, and they're back to just wanting to cause trouble. They're laughing at them for like 
trying to paint Gramon to camouflage him in with the, with with the rest of the area, and it's raining. I, and, I love and I love rain. the part where it rains, and she goes, "You idiot, use water based paint." You're yeah, even so more we, pathetic than I thought. This is just Christmas <laughs> for Rika. Like she is absolutely loving it. Like she just thinks they're the biggest bunch of bozos ever, and you know the the paint's running. And Takato at this point is just like it just like loses it he's 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 just breaks down <laughs> he's like oh, i don't know what to do i don't know what to do with this 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 my boy he's he's gonna get found and he's probably replaying the the scene where this time Gramon getting shot up by the police to get in his head he's very <laughs> upset but the rain parts and there's the rainbow and takato's like emotion i guess is what causes Gramon to finally finally Digivolve back into Gilman, and that's the end of the episode. And they're all very happy, and it's a very emotional episode. Notes from uh, the Digimon Tamers wiki. Um, notes: This episode has no antagonist, <laughs> which is true. That is correct, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just a strange thing. I, l- I love wikis. Fan wikis are great. Like they just have so much like boom trivia or notes or whatever, and and it's great. It's awesome. Can we can we talk about um the end of this episode since we just got to it of how just how like funny that is of Takato's like what do I do I can't afford oil based paint and I'm just like this is such a, like an emotional moment but I'm here like laughing at like eleven <laughs> at night because it's the funniest it's, thing to me it's a really good joke because it's not delivered like a joke like Brian B Cock is like literally sobbing <laughs> when he says that so which makes it even funnier. And and them just be like, why do you like? Do you just wait around in the bushes to scare us, Renamon and Rika? And it's like, yeah, they do basically. Like that whole end of the episode is like emotional, but the way that the humor works in it is just very solid. Yeah, it's very. Um... <sighs> this episode is so strange. Like it's it's like a sitcom episode or something. It's like this weird <laughs> like comedy of errors where they're trying to get rid of Graumon, but like. The fact that he they're not sorry, they're trying to they're trying to Chandler find a place. Joey to... tried to get Ross to de-digivolve. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, and and you know, as Ross is the, the bigger of the the biggest of all the friends, um, you know, he, <laughs> people people might think that he'll eat the rest of them. So you know, they, they, they need to they need to take need to take great care to hide him properly. Um, that's literally what this episode is like. They, they, you know, it's it's all the issues we've had with Gilmon so far, where he's kind of like big and obvious and a giant nuclear. Di- you know, he's a nuclear dinosaur. They need to like be careful. No one spots him, or you know, the people that might you know take him away or or kill him or whatever, you know, don't spot him. And Groundmon is just that problem reintroduced, but like a much bigger degree. And it has this like undercurrent of. It's a there's like humor to it, but then also it's like really sad because Takato, as as you get to the end of the episode and he breaks down in tears and so on, it's like it's like he's it's really sad. <laughs> like it's it's just got this really sad yeah. current undercurrent to it. Like it's really he's just a really terrified ten year old. It's desperate. It's like it's de- it's a desperation like to the whole thing of like oh I have this giant dinosaur. This is like an issue that's way out of his league and it's kind of funny as well because it's one of those things where it's also because we know that like yes Digimon do digivolve eventually although that idea is very unique to this show I suppose that they don't just immediately digivolve and they will get to that point um 
But like, it's funny because it's kind of like a kid worrying about an issue. It's kind of like when it's like it's like a kid thinking their parents won't come up to pick them up from school, when in reality they're just like stuck in the traffic jam and they'll probably be there in like ten minutes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and but then they think it's the end of the world or something. Like, it's one of those kind of issues where they're just like they think it's the end of the world and whatever, and their lives ruined and so on. And and reality it is going to work itself out, but it is also just sad because you know, it's, it really hits them harder than, you know, it hits them especially hard. So it's an emotional, like, tangle <laughs> to the whole thing. And, it, and it, it, I'm not sure if I... It just makes it really weird to watch. But, like, it is... I'm not saying it's bad or... or yeah, it's just such a strange episode, like, tonally, I feel. Totally. I... Yeah, and... Especially because, like, the beginning starts, like, super emotional, and, like, they lay, like, a bunch of jokes throughout it as, like, Takato's trying to, like, navigate this weird space of, once again, he's just terrified he's going to lose his best friend. And, but I actually, like, really dig this entire episode, like, because of this stuff. Like, as weird as that is. Like, the beginning is, like, really good because, like, Takato's, like, terrified, like, because obviously he's seen uh, Gargomon sort of, like, go bananas, right? And so it's like, yeah. oh god, I'm just a big old jalapeno popper with legs. And first of all, Takado, you are like the least <laughs> spicy thing imaginable. You're a dang, like, mild mozzarella stick or something. <laughs> but then you see Growlmon is like a big crying baby, like begging him, like, don't be afraid of me. And he says, I want to go back to being Gilmon, so you won't have to be afraid of me anymore. It's like, wow, like, that, like, is super emotional, like, on both ends of both Takato and Gilmon. And I just really dig how, like, this dynamic and, like, this relationship between them is just building so much, like, just from these little things. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're totally right. It's, it is very sad <laughs> seeing even, like, a big Gilmon get this upset about this. Yeah, he he's literally, like, starts crying at the beginning of the episode, and I'm like, this, like, is just really emotional. Like, they do a good job at that. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. It's, it's, it's touching. It's touching. And it's, like, the whole perspective. Like, if, if this show had, like, adult characters instead, this, this episode wouldn't work. You know, it would have to be totally different. Like, if the episode, this episode mm-hmm. wouldn't work if it was just done the same sort of way. It's the fact that this, this is a kid dealing with this problem is very, you know, it makes it work. Um. Definitely. And it makes things like how he brings Henry into the picture, even though, like, it's way too late and, like, you know, kind of inconsiderate to an extent, and they do kind of mention that. Um, they, yeah, the fact that he brings him in as well is is fun. Like, the, their relationship is is kind of cool at this point. Like, Henry and Takato is like, he, he, Henry's basically sort of like a big brother to Takato at this point, and and it's that's really sweet to see, I think. I've seen, I've seen a really good post, uh, speaking of the big brother thing, that I, I've been thinking about, like, ever since we started watching this, and it qualifies uh, the three lead characters as Henry is the mom friend, Rika's the dad friend, and then Takato is the baby friend, and now all I, every time I just look at Takato, he's just a big baby. He's literally just, <laughs> him and Gilmar are just babies, and it's really adorable. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know what to do, I'm gonna cry, oil-based paints, and I'm just like, oh, you sweet little baby boy, like, someone protect him. Yeah, yeah, it's precisely. It's got that same energy as like a, a kid who thinks the world's ending or whatever. And, and in reality, reality is not that serious. But you wouldn't understand why they're so upset by it, and it's just sad. It, it, but it's kind of it's it's sad and kind of funny. But it's it's just like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. You you you're bang on. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, what did you think about this scene with Jerry? This is like a specific. I thought thing, that was like, hilarious. That was. I, I thought it was really funny, especially especially because like her reaction, like what she says, and then Scatter just being like, uh, "Okay," like he might, he might as well have just said. <laughs> he just doesn't yourself. get it, and he's just like, "Mom, Dad, why are girls so weird?" But like, I love I, I love that line had, so much. I thought he did have a crush on her. Like, that was the only thing that kind of got me. In the sub, he does. The dub hasn't. The dub hasn't implied that yet. It's the dub is going for like a more slow burn route, like, but. But the, yeah, but, the like, but the sub seems to go straight for like a, a quick burn friends to lovers type scenario. Yeah, like the the sub makes it clear that um, how do I put this? Like the the context of that scene is very different in the sub. Like the, the sub makes it clear that Takato is definitely into Jerry, but Jerry doesn't realize that he's into her. Okay. Because in that in that scene, uh, what happens instead is she thinks for a minute and uh, thinks he's talking about someone else, and then says. Well, you should go get your love fortune told. Then that'll let you know if if she's the girl for you. And then he kind of looks at her like, "Uh, okay." And meanwhile, she's she uses the dog puppet to be like, "Jerry's not interested in you, weirdo." <laughs> no, she's like, "Jerry likes you as a friend," but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funniest thing of just imagine getting shot down by the horse girl's dog puppet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that that, that was that was that's rough. Thing. I I find it so strange that like, um, how do you say this? Um, her reaction to just being like, "Oh, he must be thinking of a girl who's like grown way bigger than him and he's self-conscious about it." Is like that's a very specific sort of um, what's the phrase? Like, hang up to 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 prescribe to someone. <laughs> like, she's saying like... what she wants to see because then yeah, she immediately in... equates it to herself. Like, she's totally into him, but she like doesn't want him to know yet. She's an oh, she talks queen. about her growth spot, her growth spot, which is weird. <laughs> funny figure it's mentioned as well. <laughs> yeah, it, just all around. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry's strange, but like in a fun way. I love Jerry. She's great. Mostly, she's yeah, she's so wonderful. Yeah. Also, I th- I could have sworn she used like the dog puppet way more for some reason, but like the dog puppet's been pretty sparing so far, which I think is a probably the best choice. Best choice for her as like you know in 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 the fiction, I suppose. No, as, as a, yeah. she probably should use that as a too, character, too but like also it's probably her best choice like in the universe too. Yeah, uh, yeah, precisely. Yeah, she she only, she only seems to have it around when like it's just her and Scato. Um, like when she's with her other friends, and yeah, you get you get to see her as part of one of the girls again in this episode, which I didn't like. Um, and I thought it was funny that. Uh, you know, she's she's kind of in that clique, as it were. But then she's also the do- the, the, the dog puppet girl. <laughs> like she's she's threading this line really well. She she's like that person who like just like seamlessly integrates herself into like all the other all the cliques in the, all the cliques in the school. Like, the duality she likes. of like, Mon. She's yeah, she's like one of the mean girls, but then she's also in like she's also like one of the preppy girls, and then like she's also like one of the, she can also hang out with like the the weirdos by like putting put yeah, on the sock puppet. Yeah, she's like and, hanging uh, out. She she's the Katie Heron. She's hanging out with Regina George and Janice Ian. What's that reference to? That's Mean Girls. Have you not I seen Mean myself, Girls? I've not seen Mean Girls. I know. I know. What? Oh, jeez. OVA number four, Mean Girls rewatch experience. It's funny, right? Because <laughs> I've seen like basically every other permutation of that kind of film. I feel like at this point, but I've not seen Mean Girls. 
So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, there are it, some parts of Mean Girls that don't hold up that well, but I, it's still pretty good. <laughs> that it's probably me. the best thing Tina Fey has done. Yeah, it's a Tina Fey comedy. I think that you could say that about all of her work. <laughs> Stuff has not held up. <laughs> you could up. just say about that about Tina Fey. If she Tina has not Fey, if you're listening to this, like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You did you 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 did yellow face on one of your shows. I'm not sorry. Oh, that's oh god, that's right. I feel I feel like she did every type of face on like yeah. She like she in shows she's written. <laughs> so... People have done blackface, yellow face, red face. Like it's Jesus it's god. ridiculous. Like why would you do this? Tina Fey, more like Tina Face. <laughs> Tina, <laughs> Tina, got him. Ray, sis. <laughs> yeah. Um. Tina yeah, faces. I, I, my, by the way, my frame. Oh god, my frame of reference to no, cause, no, because you know what that sounds like. You you write that down. It doesn't quite work as well. It's like implying something else. I don't <laughs> think she's a fascist. I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'm just gonna say that. Um, I uh, my frame of reference for that sort of thing is Easy A. By the way, the the Emma Stone film, which is very good. So yeah. See, I I haven't seen that one, so I'm the fraud That's, for that. That's a very good film. You should you should absolutely give that a watch. Yeah, it's very good. I should. Yeah, it's great. It's also like Emma Stone before when's, she started. When's my Digimon Tamers <laughs> Easy AAU? Speaking of yellow face, yes, it's Emma, Emma Stone's in it. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anywho, where were we? Emma Stone, we if you're listening about... to this, why did you do Cruella? Like, why would you ever do that? Anyways. Emma Stone, do you remember that you were in Sleeping Dogs? <laughs> blink, blink once if you remember you were in Sleeping Dogs for some reason. There, she, there is no way she remembers that. No, of course not. It's like I, when I they love, asked um, uh, Mark Hamill about like playing Majima in, in the first Yakuza yeah. game. Like, he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I have no idea what you're on about. What's, what's a Majima? Yeah. It's it's like uh when I was I was part of an old Persona podcast and one episode we interviewed Sam Regal, like the voice actor, um, mm-hmm. and we asked him about because he also did the voices in the the, the PSP port of um, Persona One. Okay. So we asked him about that. He's like, I did that, and we're like, Yeah. And he goes, I have literally no memory of doing that. Wait, wouldn't that be the reason you had him on, or did he do other episodes? No, because he he was he was Teddy in Persona Four as well. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Was he was he the original Teddy or was he the golden no, Teddy? No, original Teddy was actually the voice of Henry Dave Wittenberg. Yeah, okay, I couldn't remember which which Teddy was which Teddy was Henry. So yeah, but I guess he he didn't have time or to come back uh, when they did Golden, so Regal replaced him. He said, "I'm busy doing these uh, drama CDs as Henry Wong, so I can't make <laughs> it, you guys, but have a good time." Uh, and that is why uh, Persona Four Golden is not canon. There we go. Yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have Henry Wong. So, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, this this episode is is very like, um, okay. Here's one thing that stood out to me about this episode, which I thought was very strange. Rika showing up at the end just to like dunk on them, but also like she's kind of there to she's she's like there to basically beat up Groundon, which I find really w- weird. Like she just shows up in the last minute and and is kind of there as like an antagonistic force. Yeah, you know, I was I was I was making fun earlier of the of the the wiki that I found the plot summary on. Thank you for that, by the way, um, because it had that note at the end that said like this episode has no antagonist, but like it kind of feels like they wrote it in that way, and then at the end they were like this kind of needs to have some sort of like opposing force on it, and and that's why Rika shows up in the 
at the eleventh hour to like, you know, act aggressive and so on. But it also kind of feels like that's not that's not Rika anymore, or like you know she's 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 walking away from that, you know, and it, and it kind of feels like they backpedal a bit to be like, okay, Rika's kind of meany. she can show up here and, and make fun of them, and that can be the episode's like, you know, antagonist. Did you say Rika's like meany? Me, I'm I, a meanie. Oh, okay. I was gonna. I was like, yeah. you got my attention for a second. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I didn't have it otherwise. Oh, that's good to if, know, Sloane. Thank, thanks. I'm thanks kidding. For I, of course. I'm, just... <laughs> I'm sorry. And in the sub, uh, Rika goes like full rich girl mode when she when she intervenes. Like she she criticizes Henry for having a quote unquote low class way of thinking. Wow. <sighs> Does she do like an Ojo Sama laugh too? <laughs> no, she just like sneers at them. Oh, that's a shame because that could have been like a good trifecta <laughs> of cl- of classism display. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I mean, as in when it's sorry when I say I don't like that, I mean I don't like that as in I don't like the character. I like the character less for having that angle to her rather than uh, sorry. No, that that still isn't apparent. I like. Oh, oh my god! How do you describe it when, like, you're you're talking about your liking, your opinion about the character as like if they were a real person, as opposed to not liking how the character is written or not enjoying their presence? Like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you distinguish between that? Yeah. Because sometimes it's really tricky. <laughs> uh, but I'm talking about Rika as in like I don't like her as a person because she has those elements to her, whereas I kind of just appreciate that she's just sort of a bratty like, you know she thinks she's hot shit because she's good at Digimon and she's let that go to her head. I found that aspect to Rika really appealing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't much care for her being like a, you know, being, giving a shit about her class or her privilege or whatever, because that that hasn't come across so far. If anything, it just needs no, to be like something is, that gets in the way of her. This is the first time even in the sub that they, they, like, they alluded to her being rich aside from her gigantic house and a private school, I guess. And it, and it just seems to be an aspect of her life that just causes her more grief than you know she never sees her mom and she's obviously become very alienated from the, from her family because of you know she's obviously very lonely um and that all seems to be stemmed from her wealth so to have her being like acting like an upper class person and being snooty about it is very strange that, that seems like an odd choice i'm glad that didn't make it to the door because that feels really not her <laughs> to be honest um yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah no, I, I, get, I get what you mean. I, yeah. I don't think that her attitude, like, at the end of the episode is that far off the mark, because, like, even in episode seven, like, she's still not, like, really their friend. Like, she goes along, because, like, she's sort of, like, dragged off, too, and, like, to make sure, like, Renamon, like, doesn't suffer the same fate, but she's, at the end of it, she's like, oh, like, I... I really don't care about this. I'm, I'm like, leaving you guys. Like, y'all are kind of, like, weird, so bye. So, like, y'all I think this cringe. is sort of... Yeah, she's basically like, you are you are not my little pog champ. You are all in fact cringe. Yes. So I think I think she still got a little bit to go before before she she gets past that and moves forward. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just strange to see her sort of fill in that role. Uh, it felt like a very last minute thing. Like this episode didn't need Rika, but she kind of just shows up and like hammers the point home about how absolute how like, how they're just dummies for their plan. And uh, and then mm-hmm. that leads to Kato, you know, crying, <laughs> and, you know, having an emotional breakdown because he's he thinks he thinks there's no hope for hiding Grandma anywhere. Um, yeah, 
how do you feel about the fact that Digivolution so far has been portrayed to be like absolutely not a good thing, except for like when we could, when Venomon did it. Like when Venomon did it, it was fine. When these, I think it's when a really the, bold choice because because both I, I like it a lot. Yeah, because both Terrymon and Gilmon have been shown to be how do I put this like intellectually more immature than Venomon is. Like she's presented as someone who is. Not only extremely like old and wise, but very like powerful and respected as well. Like friggin' Megas move aside for her when when she asserts her um, right to to go be Rika's partner. So like, I I think that that's that's a cool um, choice that she's the only one who can handle the power of Digivolution because she's more experienced with uh, battle and you know power in general. Right. Yeah, I I just think it's neat because we we've never really aside from like a few dark digivolutions, we've never like seen this side of di- digivolution at all. Where it's like, oh, like sure you get the power boost, you can defeat the bad guy, but also like you're going to be stuck as this for a while because there's just so much like data and whatnot, and like you might not be able to control it. Like it might be a little bad, but I I I think that's just like a really neat angle to take on the spin that has been the case for two seasons now. Yeah, for sure. And, like, this is a minor thing, but I also like how it means we get more, like, actual story animation every episode, because every episode doesn't take enough by, like, 45 seconds to two minutes of evolution sequences. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah, that, 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 that's true as well, yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot less of that. <laughs> so it's nice to see the evolution scenes. Oh, that's one thing from the last episode I didn't mention, actually. I really liked them, um, how they, how they sort of spliced in the sequences of, like, the kids watching the digivolution happen and like because you know on the audience you get you get the you get the digivolution sequence which is this like splashy semi-cg moment and um it's funny to see what the kids see what you know you're not seeing exactly what they see but like you're seeing the light coming off of their um you know, you see them the light and the, on their faces and so on, and they're just like awestruck by it. And I thought that was a really neat touch. Um, so that was cool. I, I thought that was a, a, a neat moment from last episode. But yeah, the uh, the way that they, the way that they're using it so far is interesting. And I, and I know it does sort of stabilize a little bit. Like they do get the hang of Digivolution and also you know returning to how they were. But it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting so far because it just seems it just seems like a bad time like <laughs> for the most part. Rika's Venomon becoming Cubimon for the first time is the only one where it where it seems like like a, a, a objectively victorious moment. Venomon becoming Cubimon also got the the, the Ed, Ed Nettie stock Jaguar stand effect, which I always I, I always find really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I don't that's think that foxes idea. I don't think foxes make that noise but go off. But she's a digital fox, so you don't know that. <laughs> Fair enough. The stock Jaguar sound is great as well because it just makes me think of a, a wildcat by Ratatat. Which is a which is a banger. <laughs> so look, look up that song <laughs> if you're not if you're not familiar with that song. Look it up; it's fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, but yeah, I, I like I like Gilmon's version a lot. Like the way it's his eyes go like like his pupils dilate like a lot, and he gets like really like he looks like frightened about happening. It's it's very spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry Mons, I think is 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 always going to be my favorite just because he looks it's it's the one where he looks the most in pain, which is a weird yeah. thing to say, but like. It, it it's what makes those sequences so like distinct is is how I um... love when Terrier Mon is in pain. Tom, twenty twenty one. Yes, they look they look like horrific. Which is 
wild, you know, it's it's cool. So yeah, I don't know, that's a weird thing to say, I know, but that's the, that's the that's just what it is. Um Sorry, I'm just checking my notes in case I saw anything else I want to talk about. Oh yes, there is one thing. Um Takato's parents talking in their conversation after like he's he's asked after he's asked them about um Jerry. Well not not explicitly about Jerry, but after we, it's after the conversation with Jerry and then he says like why are women quite crazy and then his parents are just immediately at each other's throats. <laughs> Which, that just really I want it. Out. Yeah, it was a really good dynamic. <laughs> like I, lo- I love their dynamic and how is his like his dad's apparently a master of like deadpan like humor or something. It's like, well, you see, women are born with the crazy gene. And he's like, it's, it's obviously like they've done studies, it's, you know. It's like, okay, bud. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. It's very, it's very sort of like typical. Um, I don't know. I was gonna say misogynistic, but like it's not really because it's just it's just like <laughs> it. it well, it's like a soft misogyny. Yeah, it's it's the kind that's like he, he doesn't actually mean it, but it's like a, it's like a standard like. Old it's, it's the standard couple. sitcom. Wah, wah, why is my wife so crazy? Yeah, but like they they at, they get equal time to like you know snipe at each other. So it's it, it's uh, it's an equal opportunity. Um, roast. Yeah, I think roast is probably the right word. So, um, yeah. But I thought it, I thought that was funny. Like, I, I can't imagine what it would be like when Takato actually want needs to talk to them about like the birds and the bees or whatever. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine anything like that. No, he he just watches that one episode of Adventure Zero Two where like Tai talks to Fujiyama, and he takes notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that kid's that kid's grow that kid is raised on TV. Let's be real. So. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like his parents aren't there, but... Yeah, but they're they're busy running the bakery. Rika is probably, like, the person who, like, you know, she goes to school, and then she gets home, and then she has to, like, watch, um, like, Muzi or whatever and learn German. (laughs) Muzi. Yeah. Is that is that a reference that plays? Is that something Yeah, I don't know. uh, I've seen tons of Muzi commercials as a kid. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Muslim Mus- so, is universal. It transcends uh, country or continent. Okay. Good. 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 I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Give it a language. <laughs> but yeah. No. That's that was a thing over here. Um, it just seemed very French, but like, yeah. It, it just it always just seemed very French, like a like a thing that would make its way over the channel somehow and end up in the UK. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize it was international. So, um, don't worry. It is the, the joke players. Took a punt on that. Anyway, but yeah, she definitely seems like that person who is raised by like edutainment stuff, and that's probably why she's yeah, like she, she's she's more the latchkey kid, I think. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Takata's yeah, got his parents around and they're supportive, but they're just busy working at the bakery. So yeah, yeah, they're like they're like more, you know, they're they're around and they look after him, but they're also just kind of like, you know, they're kind of like grumpuses. So. You know, he kind of makes it, he has to go off and make his own fun. Uh, and that's why he spends so much time in the park with the other two dorks in his class playing car- Digimon. I Can I just say, every time I, I see Takano get the bread, like it's like the same shot they've used like two or three times now. I'm just like, man, I can go for some bread. That bread <laughs> looks pretty good. Am I the only one? Yeah. 
No, you're you're totally right. I have I have a bakery near my new apartment that I haven't been able to hit yet because of COVID. But as soon as like as soon as they're open again, oh boy, I'm going there. I'm freaking grabbing some some bread and some uh, sweet rolls and some oh, so donuts. Like I'm getting so much. I'm just imagining the uh, like the the British version of or, or, or I guess maybe like the English version of uh, Digimon Tamers. <laughs> like you know they're like adapting it to be say in the UK, and his parents just run a Greg's like a Greg's bakery, <laughs> uh, which is like the like. St- are you familiar with Greg? Do, do either of you know what a Greg's is? I, I I've heard of Greg's. It's like it's like a market, know, right? It, it, it's a basically like a. Uh, the only way I don't think I know about Greg's is that I was copying racist and Greg's mate. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? Being racist, racist in Greg's in Greg's. In, yeah, yeah, mate. Um, it's literally just like a bakery. It's like a high street bakery. It's like they just okay. have uh, like sausage rolls and and like. Uh, other kinds of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I never use it to like get a sandwich or something like a like a sandwich and drink if I'm like at a train station or something. But like, yeah, they they are just like commonplace up and down up and down the UK, like high streets and so on in 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 town centres and city centres and stuff. Um, and I can just imagine that like, yeah, they they would have just like franchised and become a become a Greg's. <laughs> That was a thing in Japan, <laughs> or if they were, or if, they, if we, or if it was based in like you know London or somewhere. Okay, Tom. Tom, <laughs> so, I need what what other immediate changes can you think of for Digimon Tamers in the UK? Oh my god. Okay. Um, give me your give me your top three. Ah, I might need some first week. For the 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 well, initial one is uh the uh Matsuki family. It's called Mats- Matsuki, right? Yep, uh, Matsuki, yeah. Matsuki, Matsuki family runs a Greg's. What are, what yeah, are your okay. next three changes to, to Digimon Tamers if it was in the UK? Two words. Okay, well... Chav Kazu. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what... I was kind of going to get to that. So, the park. So, in, 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 in Tamers, and I don't know how true this is to real life, in, in real life, like, parks at night in, in, in Tokyo... Um, but like you know, they've got all these people making out, and it's made out to be some sort of like weird de facto like romantic spot or whatever. This um, is the park where we make just, out, or just for like horn dogs, I guess. But like, <laughs> the, if this was the UK version, um, they would not go there because the parks would just be full of like you know youths, um, you know, or drug dealers, or whatever. Or you know, it just wouldn't be the place to go. There'll be too much crime happening, and like if they if he left Gilmon <laughs> to like hang out in the park at night, he would just wake up and he just wake up with like Gilmon was just like dead on the floor with a bunch of needles stuck in him or something. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's not not a, not a good place to leave a small impressionable uh, like baby animal. <laughs> like, you know, he would not he would not survive the night. There will be there will be no good, <laughs> or he would end up like attacked and then killing someone in retaliation like that that would not go well um what else um god i don't know because there's like a few things that are similar like you know there was the the episode with the football pitch and that would be exactly the same um trying to think the schools schools honestly will be very similar as well um the only thing that immediately comes to mind is that uh, Digimon would be banned at school because that always seemed to happen was like, like card games and okay. stuff like Pokemon cards and that would be banned at school like 
within a week. Teachers just get sick of seeing them. So any sort oh, of shit like that. Bring in your modify cards over. <laughs> was that a British? Okay. Was that like a British thing? Was that mm. British enough? And that I don't know what that accent was, but it came across as more like. It, it, you know what it sounds like? It sounded like you were doing uh, the accent that Martin Freeman did in the in the Fargo <laughs> TV series. <laughs> the, like, <laughs> the weirdly over the top. Um, I don't, like, know what, I don't uh, know what part of the country that is. It's um. Where's Fargo set? It's like the uh, the Midwest. Sure, that was not a okay. Midwest accent. Oh, oh yeah, don't you know? No, yeah, was, that. N- that no, yeah, that's what it's, it was, what it's it was, like. It was at least two steps removed. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was that was whatever you were doing. <laughs> Just then, okay. which I think I think we're equal now. After I tried to do a fucking Brooklyn accent or whatever. Okay, that's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah, we're equal. We're equal. Um, we're equal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I can't think of what the other change would be actually off the top of my head. But I think yeah, Digimon Digimon cards definitely would be banned at school and and. Okay. Know. But I also don't think they play them in the school as it is. So I'm sure there'll be another difference. Um. Oh, Hypnos would be like. <laughs> I'm uh, with Big Ben. <laughs> oh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no, you know what it would be? Because um, Doctor Who did this all the time. It'd just be like in Canary Wharf or like the Spire or somewhere. Like one of the other like big skyscraper buildings in London, but like not Big Ben. No, Big Ben would be reserved <laughs> for like uh, War Ground on to shoot a hole in or something in one of the episodes. Yeah, no, oh, that'd effect. be good. Yeah. In, in in the greatest attorney games, the 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 chief justice of uh of London who like gives you most of your cases, his office is in the top of Big Ben. That's great. <laughs> Can't wait to play those games. I, oh, that's I am, so good. I'm looking. Sloan, you, Sloan, you said that in a way that like made I, me think I for said a split it... second that you you didn't know they were coming over or something or like you like I don't know, <laughs> no I do and I, I realized that like yeah. I made it sound like very kind of like sarcastic and dismissive but I don't mean that because I really hearing that just makes me looking more forward to playing that those it just, games it just made me sound like the way someone would have said that before they were announced to be coming over seas like for the first time <laughs> I don't know why anyway sorry sorry I, I, I was gonna say like Sloan you know they're coming over right? and I was like oh I know she knows that they're coming over. Don't don't mansplain Ace, great Ace Attorney. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, that was a weird moment. I think we're done with this episode. Is there, uh, any, anything else? A, anyone wanted to? There's a, lo- a locale in London called the Crystal Tower, right? Crystal, Crystal Palace. You mean Crystal like Palace? Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I only really know that because of the football team, but uh, I don't know anything about. Is it, is it like a like a skyscraper or what is it? No, no, it's definitely not like a sky. I think I think. I think it's, it's more like an atrium like kind a... of, right? Like, like a big glass yeah, building. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a like a convention center of some sort. Uh, I, I'm honestly not too sure. I, I know YouTube both know this, but like I'm not in London. I mean, I've only ever been there on like you no. Know, I was gonna um, say, don't accidentally dox yourself. Tourism, tourism, <laughs> or whatever. So, uh, well, I'll say in Manchester because Manchester's a huge place. But um, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know what Manchester is. I'm an American. I don't know places. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Oasis or like Wonderwall? Like the bands? Like the bands? Have you heard of Manchester? Yeah, I, Manchester okay. United. Like Man, I've Man heard of them. I'm pretty sure. Man, Man U or Man City. Those those are both Manchester. Yeah, okay, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how big it is though. I'm trying to figure out what Manchester store. I don't know. Anyway, it's it's pretty big. It's it's like one of the biggest cities outside of London. So uh, okay. Yeah, 
also i've just i've just googled pictures of crystal palace and, and yeah it is it is very much yeah that that sort of thing so like an atrium like yeah, it would be a cool like location for a digimon battle there i was just gonna say that there's, there's a great history case that takes place there as well okay oh right huh interesting yeah like they they take full use of the um the geography of london <laughs> in those in those games perfect excellent uh, cool. Okay, yeah, I think the only other thing I wanted to say is that uh, we were talking about um, like image songs and drama CDs earlier uh, during mm-hmm. the news section. This is the first episode where this trio's image song plays right at the end. Okay. Hmm. It only plays Takato's, like, ver- like, the first verse, which is Takato's verse, but, like, I think it's, like, supposed to be, like, hinting, like, they're, they're coming together a little bit more now. I like they're that. They're not That's out each throats as much. It's called Primary Colors. It's, it's, it's pretty okay. I like that. Uh, okay, last thing I have to say, um, I like how in the last episode, like, Itmon throws a bada boom at, like, a statue and, like, it, like just, like, leaves a little scorch mark. Uh, Renamon <laughs> was just more, like, annoyed by it, but Itmon just straight up harasses Growlmon, and Growlmon is the only thing that, like, is actually actively, like, bothered, like, or hurt by it, and it's just more proof that Giyomon is just a big baby. <laughs> he has been in so Endearing, Endearingly. Yeah, he, he, Giyomon is just not uh, able to like uh, you know he's not a fire he's a love not a fire so he's he's yeah you know he has no idea what to do he does fight back which i appreciate because i was gonna i was gonna i almost made a note of like i don't know why gilman doesn't just like fight back like you know he could smoke this guy in two seconds but then he does <laughs> you know he does fight back and mom's like okay nope i'm out like nope. yeah but he gets his, <laughs> gets his little jester hat singed yeah yeah, yeah exactly so I don't know. Imon, Imon's kind of... He said, actually, some... I'm going to continue to stay a coward. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna, what, did, what did he say? He's like, I'm not fighting if you're... I'm not fighting if uh, if you're going to fight back. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. He's like, very explicitly... That, that okay. encapsulates his ideology so well. Like, so perfectly. <laughs> like, yep. It's just, so perfect. Just, just say it exactly exactly how you are. Perfect. Um, yeah. That's it for these episodes, I think. I don't have much else. I, I I really enjoyed them, like, as a small, like, sort of, like, mini-arc for, like, Takato and Growlmon's growth, or Gilmon's growth, so they're good. Yeah, yeah, the only thing I would say is that, like, I feel I feel like these episodes maybe were just to, they had to introduce Gilmon's digivolution, um, but it, and it kind of felt a bit too similar to, like, what they'd already done with uh, Terriamon and Gargamon. Um, mm-hmm. and and the and the and the character development there maybe was a bit like a little bit stunted because of having to introduce this concept, but uh, uh no, not concept, but like having to introduce Grahamon and so on. Um, but it was fine, you know. It it it's it, it gives us more of these characters that we're what well, we already love, and you know we were learning to love at this point as well. And yeah, yeah. Can't knock him. Can't knock him too much. Just not like not the most exciting. Yeah, episodes. like the, the emotional beats with Takato and, Gra- and Gilmon and Gralmon, Like I really enjoy. So like I mean I, I I do agree with you on some of that. Like with how it there is shades like the Gargamon stuff. But I mean like these are still really cute and like they they do a lot of work for uh, Gilmon and Takato in, in, in their own way. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They they're not like, the... like worthless. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I feel like the the first um. The first like arc of this season, it's slower paced than most first arcs in, in Digimon, but it doesn't waste any time. Like it, it does a very good job of of making good use of its uh, every single episode and making sure that everyone gets uh, 
you know, good amounts of development and uh, screen time and whatever. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, um, what we, we have what one we... piece of reader mail this week. If, we do. If, uh, awesome. Touch on that. Yeah. Yes, I would love to. Uh, but before we touch on that, Scrafty, uh, if other people wanted to send us reader mail, where can they do that? If you want to send us some beautiful reader mail, just like this one, you can send it to diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-Novacast at gmail.com. Or you can slide into our Twitter DMs, which are always open. Or if, uh, you know, that's a bit too intimidating for you, you can just add us on Twitter and ask us right there and we'll save it for, for the show. So, with that being said, um, oh, should, I should have read this before. This is, we, kind of, we kind of partially answered this already. Uh, so this 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 is an, uh, a message from uh, Jason, and Jason is asking, uh, it always amused me a lot that Hypnos was just in the Tokyo Metropolitan Building. If Hypnos operated out of your, like, your town or city, what landmark would it um would it occupy okay i i gotta pick somewhere bigger than like my because my town is pretty small so i'll pick like the 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 big uh air metropolitan area of like los angeles and all <laughs> they're, they're behind the hollywood sign i was just about to... <laughs> no i think i think my take would be like there would be like a like do y'all know the griffith observatory yeah though the one from rebel of the cause yeah, so I think they would be like in like a side part of that, like in like they have like these big domes. I feel like they'd be like that's like the perfect place to have. Um, I'm going to send a picture to y'all in the Discord. So for reference, it is a picture of the Griffith Observatory. Uh, you can Google that if you need to know what that looks like. So I'm thinking like they'd be in, like one of those domes, and like that's where you have like the big hypno stuff where the with the spinny chairs. That does make sense. I mean, they do have a big spherical map, right? Yeah, so that yeah, that's where uh, Riley and uh, Tally would do their their chair spinning while Yamaki lights a lighter. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I would say for for me, I'm I'm in Toronto, so I'm I'm gonna say the CN Tower just because the CN Tower is like it is a useless landmark that only exists to be a tourist trap. Like there's nothing important <laughs> that goes on in there, <laughs> so it would be very easy to just turn it into a a secret government a cyber operation without anyone noticing whatsoever because the only time people ever go up it is to look out the side and go oh that's cool then come back down perfect interesting so where would hypnos be in manchester um i think let me think about this um we have a uh hilton hotel building in manchester (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that's already the funniest thing but look if you if you google the um I'll, I'll i'll find a picture of it but like the hilton hotel in in manchester is like got the weirdest shape because it looks it looks like it's like when you um it's got like a weird oh god part. what is this monstrosity yeah it's only it's it's like half the building is like say let's say half the building is about like 10 columns wide of of you know ten columns of indeterminate units or whatever, just ten columns wide. The rest of the building, the other half of the building on top, is eleven columns wide. So it's just got like a bit jutting off, and it looks weird. It just looks strange. And yeah, it, it looks and like it's... a looks like a big exacto knife. Yeah, it looks like something like <laughs> kind of, off yeah. part of this building. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just weird, uh, and I feel like they would be in there somewhere they would they would just be hanging out in like the the 
the floor, like they would just be seen through the floor or something, and they would just be like there, and that would be Yamaki's way of like reminding them of their mortality and you know <laughs> what, what will happen if the duel oh. aren't stopped. We'll be we'll be sent through the floor. We'll be <laughs> sent plummeting down along with the rest of humanity or something. Um, You're gonna face the draw. There's probably better. Exactly, yeah. There's probably better places, but that's, that's what immediately comes to mind. It's just that weird-ass <laughs> building, ugly-ass building in the middle of Manchester. Um, yeah, anyway, that's 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 what comes to mind. Either that or Old Trafford. Excellent. They just hang out in the, uh, they hang out in the executive booth at Old Trafford. Um, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Great question. No, that, that, was, that, was a, that was a fun question. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jason. Thank um, you. I... I would have never thought before about the Griffith Observatory, but thanks to going to Los Angeles' Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, I recognize that. You know who else? You know who else loved the Griffith Observatory? Tommy Wiseau did. He, he went there a couple times. Okay. Well, I mean, then you know that Yamaki is played by Tommy Wiseau in the Digimon Tamers Netflix movie. <laughs> no, Tommy Wiseau's already got a Digimon character to play. He can't play. He can't play. Um, <laughs> I thought oh, already. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot. My bad. My apologies. So, all of O2 is starting to uh, starting to leave my mind. Uh, only only three episodes deep into Tamers. So, you know, <laughs> that goes to show how much of an impression that left on me. Um, no, I'm telling a lie. O2 made a great impression on me. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just my my. I'm getting old. My mind can only keep so many things in it. So, I will forget about certain characters. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, with that, Scrafty, what have you been up to for the past uh, week? Uh, so for the past week, I've actually been mostly focusing on work. I haven't had a lot of time to do <laughs> to do many games just because it's like, oh boy, I just I just finished like one of the most exhausting and um, stress-inducing work assignments I've had in a long time, which is why. But if you're hearing this, that's exactly why we did the latest episode didn't have a, a title card go up with it, because I was literally, like, just too busy to, to make one. So thank you, Sloan, for kind of taking the reins on, on that and then getting the episode out and posted on time, even though I was neck deep and waiting through over 50 hours of video. It's it's why it's why the tweet wasn't nearly as good, because Scrafty wasn't there to punch it up, so... That's not true. Don't No self-deprecation allowed here. Ah, uh, dang it. <laughs> I'm literally trying to rack my brain thinking of what I've been doing this week, because all I can think about is work right now. Uh, I I played a bit more Monster Hunter Rise with friends, just because I, I know a couple people who are still going through the story on that. Um, yeah, it, it, the game's still fun. I'm trying a few new weapons just so that I can squeeze a bit more longevity out of the game. Because like I said uh, a few episodes ago, I pretty much have finished all the content in the game right now, so if I want to grind for armor or weapons, and I don't really have anything to use them on, <laughs> except for re- redoing battles I've already done. Um, aside from that, yeah, I've just been kind of like hanging out. I, I rewatched, I, what I did do is I rewatched um, the first season of American Vandal with my girlfriend over the past few days. This is like a, a, a during my, my, my breaks between uh, six hour long work sessions. <laughs> so uh, that show is still like, I think one of the best shows ever made, period. Like it, it is very, very funny while also being incredibly pointed satire on my industry of choice. Uh, I think it, it does. A, it's a great like takedown of, of true crime uh, journalism and how a lot of the time, if not most of the time, um, true crime journalists care more about like the story and like finding the truth rather rather than the, the people that their their irresponsible journalism can hurt. Mm-hmm. 
Because, like, we, we see it time and time again. Like, we, we've seen, um, like, Serial and, uh, like, I can't remember what that la- the latest one is called. Uh, Making a Murderer or something a murderer? That one no, that you talked about? No, it wasn't. It wasn't making a murder. There was a recent thing where the uh, like the, this this group made a true a true crime podcast on this um, this man's death without asking his family, and it like really oh, extremely painful emotions for them. And like they started getting like, phone calls and messages and whatever, and like that kind of stuff is so interesting. I don't think that it's ever been explored outside of American Vandal, which is a hilarious goofy show about drawing dicks on cars. So. Um, 100% would recommend it. Both seasons are amazing. Uh, unfortunately, it died too soon. Netflix didn't renew it for a third season because they, they hate good television. Um, but yeah, like it's two seasons. Each season's eight episodes each. Each episode's only 25 minutes, so you can definitely like finish a season in a sitting if you really have the willpower to go through it. Um, it's the perfect combination of like, it's really, really funny and very, very entertaining, but the mystery is also legit good as well. <laughs> like, okay. it is incredible how they make the two the two vulgar crimes in in each season um compelling despite their inherent ridiculousness hmm. but it's it's yeah it's something that i think that not enough people have checked out and i think that most people would love if they did check out so if you if you like true crime or if you hate true crime and wish that it got taken down a peg or if you just like funny shows or good mystery um yeah that would that would definitely be um, something that's worth your time. I have to check that out. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. So, uh, what about you, Tom? What have you been up to? I have been up to um, a few things, I guess. Um, I got really uh, started playing Horizon. <laughs> I mentioned that earlier, um, and I really like it. It's like one of these. So it's always funny for me, like starting up a big like Sony game <laughs> because I'm I'm kind of become accustomed to like their games being very um what's the phrase people go a bit ott about them let's say um especially online on certain video game forums um and and i'm sort of accustomed to it to just just be sort of like okay if not like aggressively mediocre um horizon is not like a 10 out of 10 9 out of 10 game or whatever but it's pretty fun and i'm kind of like thinking about how like it was released on the same more or less the same time as breath of the wild was um, this is nowhere near as good as Breath of the Wild, but it does lose. I find it interesting that this game is at its best when it's doing stuff that, like, co- you know, coincidentally, Breath of the Wild maybe wasn't didn't do quite as well. Uh, I'm talking about like the enemy designs. Like this game is just fun when you're like engaging with the different types of enemies, like the the robot machines that. Sorry, yeah, robot machines. They're like robot animals that you encounter throughout the world, which are like really Absolutely. fun, like to engage with. Um, much more threatening than I expected. Like even though I'm on like I'm at like level forty five or something now, but like they are still, you know, they can still wipe you out very quickly if you're if you're careless. And that I found that really fun. Um, the game story is kind of a two pronged thing because <laughs> like the parts that are to do with like the civilization that's grown up in like grown up from like the ashes of the old one it, it's not as interesting i find i find it very sort of rote and and some of the writing is just god awful to be honest um but like um and it's also it's also delivered in some weird ways it's like bizarrely unpolished in terms of like some of the conversations and like it, it reminds me a lot of mass effect one 
in like the way the characters present themselves in conversations and like walk off screen when they're done and stuff like that. It's just it's just really jarring. Um, but uh, there's stuff to do with like the mystery behind like why there are robot dinosaurs and jaguars and stuff everywhere. Like it's really that part that stuff's really interesting and it's it's tickling my like sci-fi bone as it were. So it's it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying that. So it's pretty good. Um, also helps that I got it for free, like I said. So that always helps. So I've been playing a lot of that, uh, but not much besides that. I have, uh, yeah. Um, I don't kind of think what I've been doing. I got my first COVID jab, so that was nice. Uh, Happy COVID for you. Vaccine number one. Yeah, I got that on Thursday. Uh, the, so the um, Novacast is officially half half vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I've got my second one booked for the end of July. So we've got a bit, bit a longer wait. Oh, you're lucky. Mine's uh, supposed to be September. Ah, yeah, right. I think, I think slowly. Yeah, Canada's, Canada's not doing a great job of rolling. I'm, out. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm ready to take this Novacast on the road. We're <laughs> ready at a moment's notice. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, that was that was cool. And uh, my arm hurt like a bitch uh, yesterday, but uh, it's uh, it's fully recovered now. Just feeling a bit. Bit groggy today, are you, are you Pfizer squad? It's a weekend. Uh, I am, yes. Yes. They they literally Oh, get ready for the second one cuz that one is rough. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does it feel to have the whole uh, uh, vaccine flowing through your veins? <laughs> well, I've, I've missed a, I've missed a, I've missed something there clearly. Uh, I don't know. It's what that was, people what's the, what's it's just like people People were like, "Oh, the the you know the, the CEOs of Pfizer donated to some extremely anti-LGBT politicians." It's like, yeah, it's because they're Republicans, like most Republicans do. <laughs> so there was just like a tweet that went viral that someone someone quote retweeted that news with estimation <laughs> telling me that I got the homophobic vaccine. <laughs> oh god, that's why it hurts uh, so much for me. No wonder. Okay, that sucks. <laughs> oh no, is that also if you eat Chick Chick Fil A, do you also feel the same sensation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the homophobic restaurant, right? Now. They don't yeah, have that, over here. that is. You got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have Popeyes coming. <laughs> uh, uh, Popeyes is coming here at some point. I have to imagine it will be soon. Now that like places are reopening, but uh, I remember seeing that and uh, oh, people seem to go. I can go for nuts. Popeyes is good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, that's all I've been up to. Uh, the all uh, I guess the other thing I might mention actually is um, obviously it's like. As we're recording this, it's currently E3 season for all the gamers out there, for the for the gamers in the in the uh, in the building. I forget how that comment goes. Um, you know the one about about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what do you know what I'm referring no. to, referencing here? It's like the the one where they're at the Christmas party and it's like, gee, I wish I knew a way to pick out oh, the gamers okay. in the crowd, or whatever. Yeah, oh. <laughs> okay, and then they shout the cake. I, I, I know that one now, yeah. This cake is so great, it's delicious and moist. <laughs> the cake is a lot. Uh, that's, that comic is like an artifact. They need to put that in a museum right next to Loss. Yeah. And then yeah, put that's, like that's both actually... in the loo next to <laughs> Mona actually... Lisa. That's going to be in Horizon 2 is where like you're exploring like an old ruin and there's just a computer with that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> the old civilization they had such a terrible sense of humor what the hell um, oh, these strange hieroglyphics <laughs> strange hieroglyphics you can tell the variants like of lost with like the pattern of one two 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 L yeah damn it <laughs> uh, anyway um, so yeah anyway E3 season so I've been watching various streams and so on so far it's been like a lot of uh, a lot of nothing 
Except um, I can't I mean, believe look, Digimon Survive was announced to release then. That's so <laughs> wild that it happened by the time yeah. this episode is out. Like the one, I'm happy for everyone who's all the from heads out there, all the from software heads out there uh, who got the Elden Ring trailer. It looks pretty cool. I won't play it because I I'm terrible at those games and have no patience for them. But good for those people. Um, there was a new Mario and Rapids game <laughs> announced, which looks pretty cool, but not I'm out so next year. So I, oh, God. I don't care for now. I will wait till next year to get excited for that. Um, and also the play date looks amazing. The like the the basically like the hipster. Someone described it as the hipster Ouya, which was really funny to me. Um, which is like <laughs> totally mean, but also completely valid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that's like the console with the, the this like the little Game Boy looking thing with, uh, with with like crank on the side, and it's all black and white, and it's like all original games. Um, hell yes, sign me up for one of those. Even people keep saying it's too pricey, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I'm in. <laughs> it just looks so fun. Yeah, that's um, one of those so... things of like, if I if I had the money, I would love to get one of those because that's just so fascinating to me. Yeah, they say they say they'll be like as available as they can possibly make them. So. Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I just I'm really in. hope it's like a limited run type of thing because that's the only thing that yeah, worries they've, me. They've said they're going to keep pre-orders open, so sorry, not sound like okay. advertising the bloody thing, but uh, they are keeping they are keeping pre-orders open uh, and like not just being like we're sold out. It's not going to be a PS5 situation, or so they say, but also I don't think it will have quite the same demand, <laughs> so so it should work out. Anyway, that that's cool. Um, and on that point, uh, so yeah, I'll be watching plenty of that and probably probably uh tweeting about that so if you want to follow me uh, and see my tweets as i react to this bullshit i'm uh called man hot on twitter um sloan what are you what have you been up to so yesterday uh as time was recording i did my first model kit uh that was a lot of fun but also very stressful i messed up like a bunch of the stickers i'm pretty sure i put some of the pieces in wrong and i had to like pull apart like a good some good chunks of it to like put it back together right but that was a lot of fun and but also that being a smaller molecule i got the uh the sakura wars uh uh, uh spherical striker mugen for hatsuhos which because i was she was my girl in that game that was a small one so i'm thinking about like how i wanted to get the machine Dramon one and i'm just like breaking out into a cold sweat because i can't imagine like the <laughs> yes. amount of time that would take I think I think it'll be fine. My did you use any um, tools for this build? No, I I did all. Ha- I used like some tweezers to like try and pry stuff apart once. Okay, I would but... I would recommend using tweezers for stickers because it makes stickers okay. so much easier to apply. Um, yeah, I I after the fact I kind of thought about that because my hands are just way too big and that had a lot of very small stickers and I yeah, was just like, that's... do you have any needle nose um, tweezers? I don't. I'm not. I mean, I'm sure we do somewhere, but. Because you can you can order a kit on Amazon for like I think it's like twelve bucks and it comes with um, files which will let you sand down like plastic nubs to make them um, like flush with plastic. Okay. Uh, nippers which will make it really easy to remove them from the the runners. Uh, okay. Two different kinds of uh, of needle nose tweezers. Uh, two different kinds of sandpaper sticks, and um, an exacto knife and all that's like twelve bucks and it, it's like the, it's a godsend. It, it makes model kits so much easier and more fun to build. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was tricky, but I had a lot of fun with it. I definitely, I'm, I mean, I'm still waiting for, like, those classic, like, War Greymon, Mel Gururumon uh, model kits that they're going to come out with eventually. Just because 
I love. I mean, the, the class. They're classic designs for a reason. But yeah, I mean that. I I would definitely like to to pick up another one at some point and like attempt it like using actual tools and being smart about it as opposed to just me being an idiot and like messing a bunch of things up and like putting stuff on backwards and be like, oh wait, I completely messed this stuff up. Let me take apart all of this entire arm so I can put it back together. <laughs> I will I'm sure at one point or another I will I will dip into something like that. I mean I, I I'm already like I've got way more amiibo than I'll ever need, which is like I feel like that's the gateway drug for someone like me who's never really had figures before, but like I got some of those and then suddenly I was like, hmm what if I bought a Nendoroid? And then, hmm, what if I bought a Figma? Like, uh, <laughs> now here I am. That's the point I'm at now. So I don't know what the next step will be, but I can imagine something like this would would be it. The the model kit or or what have you. They can do like yeah, a I, nice. I'm, that Galavon I'm very one looks really nice. See, I still want that Machine Dramon one just because I don't even have a big affinity for Machine Dramon, but it just looks so dang cool. The problem with Machine Dramon is that my favorite memory of him is him getting sliced into like four different parts or whatever <laughs> so, well see then you get a war Greymon one and yeah. then it's like oh now then you can do like you can recreate the scene the pose yeah totally that'd be fun oh no but you, you've set you've set something off now slow <laughs> there you go set, off like a, like, set me down off down a dark path and uh aside from that i haven't been doing I, oh i've been playing uh ff14 i'm getting into that because like the glamour system is very neat so i just have like a bunch of casual glamours that are really fun like it's based like your outfits so i just have one of uh suspenders and like uh checkered jeans and i just have like a ska glamour and it's very great <laughs> excellent and so yeah i'm i'm now that because i fell off it in the post patch of like the, the base game a realm reborn and that's just so bad but, like the last chunk the last little bit of it in that last patch is really good and i mean i've been enjoying it a lot more so i don't know like how much i'll keep up on it especially like as Endwalker comes out but I'm, I'm i'm enjoying it it's a very good game and especially considering the quality of world of warcraft has dipped pretty tough pretty hard in the past few years uh it is nice to have a good mmo to play sometimes yeah you could you could start getting really into um what all what other MMOs are even out there now? I was gonna make a joke about like like Black Desert Online, I guess, or something like that. I mean, or, that's that's out there. Uh, uh, there's the Star yeah. Wars one, which I actually have picked up and played oh, every yeah. so often for the single for the single player stuff. Isn't too bad. I actually do enjoy it, but then it just makes me think, God, I wish this was a single player game. <laughs> but it's nice to the old Republic three, four, five, six, seven, eight, etc., etc. It's it's all in one game. God, that mean, still hurts. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's um. There, oh, there's that Digimon MMO. There's that Digimon MMO coming out. Which uh, oh yeah, oh. sweet. Uh, Digimon Super Rumble. We're gonna get in on that. Yeah. We're gonna do some uh, launch day raids on Dev on Infinity Mountain. So uh, be on the <laughs> lookout. I saw something about that on Twitter. It's like someone pointing out that like apparently the the like the main characters that they have have like in the promotional material for that like who I'm guessing are like the default like player characters or whatever like you'll probably obviously be able to customize them I'm, I'm sure apparently they're just like the defaults for like hollow live or something or like <laughs> there's like something that they are just they're just the default models for some program the default vtuber like, yeah default vtuber or something like that and they've just like ripped them and put them in this game which is like if that's exactly if that's true if that's what's happened 
then um, A, that's hilarious, and B, that, that's really, really cheap. Like, that's just, that's just really not great. Like, I can't imagine Namco would be happy <laughs> seeing that, but hey ho. Um, that's what happens, Bandai Namco. Yeah, that's what happens when you like just let anyone make a Digimon game, I guess. Especially when they're like, uh, yeah. After seeing that, I wonder if that island is literally just the island from Just Cause Two. Like maybe they just recycled it. <laughs> like, I bet it, it is. Also, like you were saying, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and then last thing, I um, so Epic Game Store, I didn't realize, uh, had Control for free. So it's not the Ultimate <gasps> Edition, but hey, it's Control for PC for free. So I got it, and. They gave me a ten dollar coupon for some reason. I don't really get why, but I used to get to get Chicory for nine ninety nine. So I am swimming in good games to play still that I need to play instead of MMOs. <laughs> Please let me know what you think of Control. Control is like literally yeah. one of my favorite games in the last few years. So yeah, that was my. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely. I don't know when I'm gonna play it because got a lot of uh, editing to do. Uh, but I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying it out because I've wanted to for so long, and Chicory just looks adorable. I like the the, the uh, Lena Lena Rain who does the soundtrack for it. So you know, oh, yeah. can't go wrong. Yeah, that that looks cool, but also, uh, I don't know. For some reason, it reminds me of Tearaway. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I might look at that at some point, but but not anytime soon. I've got, I've got, I am also swimming in games, so it's. There's a lot of games out there. It, I assert my point again that there should be less games and more of them should be bad. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't worry about playing a bad game at this point because, like, if I do, I can just turn it off and play something else. <laughs> you know exactly. So yeah, exactly. But what won't be bad is next week we're going to be covering episodes 10 through 12 of Digimon Tamers. That's going to be a good time. I'm excited for that. That's another good, what feels like a mini arc. There's Digimon Tamers has a lot of those, and I like that. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's like if everything was the uh, Joe and Mimi uh, Metal Edamon bit from Adventure, except without Joe and Mimi. So it, it, can it be as good? I mean, eh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're asking, Dang. can it be as good? Yes, it's not automatically as good, but it, it just can be. It can be as good, if not better. Okay, I thought you were just immediately just answering that just to be like, you haven't talked to the podcast has gone zero days without talking about Jomi. <laughs> uh, well, exactly, is that? But also, like, I, I can't let your Jomi infatuation overshadow the fact that Tamers is, is, is that Tamers greatest, is the best, the greatest. Of yeah, all time. yes, absolutely. No, yeah, I. <laughs> Readily willing to admit that. Okay, all right, good. Just, just so don't worry. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. Don't worry. Yeah. But that is it for the Novacast. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>